0: Right now,
1: as we are going live, Matt Taibbi, a journalist, is releasing documents on Twitter showing many, many things. Of these uh, Twitter threads, we can see that the, the Biden campaign and Democrats had a direct line to Twitter to remove information, information that was removed, of course, relating to Hunter Biden, among other things. They were targeting real James Woods, for instance. Now, Matt Taibbi says that Republicans also had and have had content removed, but The overwhelming majority of people who worked at Twitter leaned into one political direction, giving them the majority of control over what was censored. He's now uh, revealing information on the Hunter Biden laptop removal. And it is amazing internally how they're talking about, you know what? It's not justified to do, but we're going to do it anyway, saying, how can we really justify removing this? We don't even know what it is. And they're like, so what? In fact, even one Democrat, Ro Khanna, was like, I'm kind of worried about what you're doing here. Now, here's the thing. You know, I see that and I'm like, maybe it maybe it's not fair to say Democrats were colluding. Despite the fact that Ro Khanna was critical of the Hunter Biden laptop story, he praised the removal of other conspiracies and QAnon content, which is still a Democrat politician coming in saying, good job censoring ideas that people don't like. I'm not a fan of those ideas, to be completely honest, but it does show that Democrats have had a direct line to Twitter to remove information and assist in their elections. And you better believe that stuff persisted well into the presidency and uh, uh, Congress, etc., and the Senate. So we're going to talk about that, and I think that's going to be most of what we talk about because this story is currently developing, actively breaking right now. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member. Click that Join Us button at TimCast.com to support our work. We have a bunch of awesome members-only content. Last night with Alex Stein was really fun. He ate two of the Packy one-chip challenge uh, chips, this very spicy, and yeah, he regretted it. And then we, we talked. It was fun. We also have a behind-the-scenes look at the, the day with Ye when he came to the studio, and you can see what his demeanor was like before the interview and before the Alex Jones interview. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us to talk about this and so much more is Mr. Jesse Kelly.
2: Tim. It's uh, well, it couldn't be coming at a better time at this point in time because this guy's still putting up the link on Twitter, which is actually kind of annoying because it's taking about an hour to actually get the story annoyed. out there. I get why he's doing it, and I'm glad he's doing it, but it's hard now to actually find what's being released and what's not. My takeaway from this is a little bit different than I think everyone else's. I'm shocked there was any pushback at all internally from Twitter. I mean, you can see there are some – Jack Dorsey didn't even know. Right. He didn't even know, and their employees pushing back. I, I think it just goes to – it goes to show something I've talked about for a long time. They're great at finding where the gatekeepers are and taking those spots. It's not that they right. have to take everything. They just find who holds the keys go grab the keys. This was that one, the same lady who suspended Trump. She was the one who did all this. Is all you need job? is one good spot. Yeah. Yep. So what do you do? Who are you? I am uh host of the world famous Jesse Kelly show every single night from six to 9 p.m. Eastern time on the great premier networks. I host I'm right on uh, the first TV every single night at 9 p.m. So I guess I do TV and radio for a living now, which I have no business doing, but for some reason, they enjoy it.
1: You're also like eight feet tall. I am. I am. I'm
2: I'm eight eight foot three. I'm six foot eight, so it's hard to buy pants and flying is miserable, but other than that, life (laughs) is good. I cannot complain. I get to screw off now for a living. Right on. We got
1: Luke hanging out.
3: Hey, guys. My name's Luke Radowski here of wearechange.org, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready for the next PSYOP, and that's exactly what it says on my t-shirt today, officially endorsing B Borp for president for 2024. And with the way that things are going, I definitely think that B Borp has a big chance to become president of the United States. If you agree, get the shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you guys do. That's why I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, everyone. Ian Crossland
4: here. I had an emotional week. How about you? It's like a roller coaster. I feel like I'm coming down right now, so my emotions are very down, and I'm trying not to mm-hmm. let myself get upset. I want to just relax and kind of enjoy the enjoy the flow as things kind of, you know, the up and the down of the Dow, you know? We're in it. And uh, maybe you can take the show over, Jesse. Ugh. Right
3: on. Just bring on the yeah. aliens already. Just bring them on. Come on. That was supposed to happen last year, remember? I know. Within I'm 2020. waiting. 2020. We got Surge pressing all the buttons. What's up,
1: guys? Surge.com. Mm-hmm. Checking in. Because we're here to have a good time and waste some of your time, we have this story from the Babylon Bee. Check this out. Elon Musk vows to reveal government and media collusion once he figures out where these red dots are coming from. And it's a bunch of lasers pointed all over his body. So Elon Musk, uh, I guess he released this information to Matt Taibbi. There's a lot to go through, a lot, a lot to go through. And the first handful of tweets were so boring. And I was like, okay, I'm out. Like, it's like exposition of, hey, you know, there was censorship and collusion. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we know that. And so, uh, but finally, I think around tweet number eight, Matt Taibbi started to drop hard documents. What this shows is that Democrats had a strong direct line to Twitter to remove content that they felt should be removed. Let's just put it that way. It benefited them. They targeted people like real James Woods. Now, Matt Taibbi says both parties had access to these tools. However, he goes on to say the system wasn't balanced. It was based on context. Because Twitter uh, was and is overwhelmingly staffed by people of one political orientation, there were more channels, more ways to complain, open to the left, well, Democrats, than the right. He says the resulting slant in content moderation decisions is visible in the documents you're about to read. However, it's also the assessment of multiple current and former high-level executives. So currently, he's releasing a lot of really interesting stuff. How about this one? White House spokeswoman Kaylee McEnany was locked out of her account for tweeting about the Hunter Biden laptop story, prompting a furious letter from Trump campaign staffer Mike Hahn, who see that least pretend to care for the next 20 days. This led public policy executive Carolyn Storm to send out a polite WTF query. Several employees noted that there was tension between the comms and policy teams who had little and less control over moderation and the safety and trust teams. I think the, the, the one of the big things here was that you have this. This is uh, let me just read the tweet. You can see the confusion in the following lengthy exchange, which ends up including Vijaya Gade and former trust and safety chief Yoel Roth. Com's official Trenton Kennedy writes, I'm struggling to understand the policy basis for marking this as unsafe. But at this point, everyone knew this was F said one former employee but the response was essentially to air on the side of continuing to air. So we'll go through this. I'm not just going to track every single tweet. I want to get your guys' thoughts on what you've seen so far as and then we'll bring up tweets as we go. Evidence of direct uh, uh, collusion? What do you think?
2: I think it's the least surprising thing in the world. Now, I'm glad we get to see the actual documents. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad it's not just us assuming things cuz you're you're looking at actual emails here, but is anyone shocked tonight? Is it, is it is anyone shocked to figure out that Twitter is staffed by a bunch of commies and that <laughs> and that Twitter will censor out people with voices on the right and that Twitter has a direct line to people in the White House? This is how it's worked for a long time. Of of, this is why people don't worry about re-election when you're in a, a, the Democratic Party, because you jump right from the Joe Biden administration. You go work for Twitter, or you go work for right. CNN, or you go, it's all just what what's that, what's that George Carlin saying? It's all one club, and we're not in it. Yeah. That's what it is. It's not surprising at all. Half these people are probably going to go work for Joe Biden next week. That's right. Well,
3: it's very interesting, because obviously, Democrats had more connections to Twitter. Twitter obviously had a lot of employees there that were also donating a lot of money to the DNC. But it was uh, according According to these leaks both parties that had access to these tools and both parties including the donald trump administration and his white house had requested certain individuals be banned and their requests were granted now a couple days ago the intercept launched a story about how the dhs was uh going around and banning people on big tech social media predominantly because of a law passed by donald trump so what was Donald Trump's involvement here? Did he create the tools? I mean, obviously, he passed a law with the DHS, according to The Intercept, that allowed all of this to happen from the very beginning. But did he set up the tools that entrapped him and hurt him eventually? I think that's worth asking today, especially with number 10, the reveal that uh, Matt Taibbi talked about. And I think it's worth considering the larger implications of it.
4: I get what the, do you guys think? <clears throat> I get the vibe that these people are, are using like an ends justify the means mentality where, you know, I have a friend, a really good friend, like my first friend that I ever knew. Uh, we've been friends 45 years, 43 years, something. And he uh, was like, sometimes, you know, you just have to punch. He was like, the punch a Nazi mindset. I don't, I don't remember exactly the way he worded it. He's like, sometimes you got to use violence to stop evil. I'm like, no, dude, then you become the evil. That's not the way to do it. He's like, sometimes you need to use dishonest tactics to beat evil. And I'm like, that is not the path. Yikes. That that makes you evil. And uh, he, maybe he's right, because George Washington, dishonest, sowed dis- confusion in his enemies, won the war. So there's an argument I see, but we're not at war in the United States. We're all civilians living in normal life. You're not supposed to, like...
1: 18 plus,
0: ban people
4: because you're afraid that your political opponent. That's my opinion. I think that what they did was evil, and they thought that it would just the the ends of making sure Trump didn't get into the White House would would justify it.
2: But they are at war. I mean, this is this is something that I've certainly come around to in recent years. You're not, and I'm glad you're not. And I'm not. I'm glad you're not that type of person. But they are. We 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 make this mistake, or at least I I shouldn't say I shouldn't lump it We make this mistake on the right all the time of we we asset, we take our values and we put them on the communists. Well, I we, I wouldn't go too far. Well, I wouldn't say this, or I wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't just lie to get through this. We're constantly taking our values and projecting them onto people who do not share our values. They would, in their minds, Right or wrong, and they're obviously wrong, but right or wrong, in their minds, they are at war with an evil, racist, misogynistic United States of America that deserves to be brought to its knees. Now, we can call them nutjobs, and they are, but we have to acknowledge whether or not we are, they are at war, and they act like they're at war. It would never occur to one of these commies to have possession of Twitter and have the ability to stop us and not use it. That, that's how the right thinks, well, I should abstain from using power. They don't think that way at all. They use power when they get it.
1: Some high-profile uh, leftist personalities actually said this. When it was announced that Elon was going to buy the platform earlier in the year, They started. we started seeing all of these people say, oh, no, now we're going to get banned. He's going to come for us. And there was one Twitter exchange with a prominent leftist where they were like, Elon is trying to restore people. Why would you think that he's going to censor you? And then someone said something like, it's because they're projecting. And someone said, exactly, because we know how power is wielded. So you basically had these conversations among prominent leftists where they were like, we expect the right to come after us and censor us because that's exactly what we do. And that's how you use power. And people on the right are, are, uh, I say right loosely because it's like libertarians, moderates, former liberals, keep doing this thing. Like, I'll give you an example. Rick Santorum comes on the show. uh, Glad to have him. And he said, we can't impeach Joe Biden. We, we have to play by the rules. We can't. And it's like, oh, Joe Biden God. is suspected of very serious crimes and corruption. And you're saying we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't do it because we don't want to stoop to their level. And if only one side is act- actively engaged, well, then only one side is actually going to win. But here's yeah. the best part. They say the exact same thing about what we talk about. They say the, there's a culture war happening and the right are the only ones fighting it. Meanwhile, Republicans have no agenda. They're sitting on their hands, and even if they do take Congress, they're taking Congress now, we're likely going to see very little done.
2: Oh, we'll see nothing done. Actually, oh. no, I take that back. That's not fair. Sorry, look No, no, no. no go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. We'll see plenty done. It'll still be more of the left because of the absolute eunuchs we have that run the Republican Party. It is the low-T GOP. They'll work with the, <laughs> the, work with the Democrats for two years, and they'll brag that they're spending a little bit less. You know, well, we're, we're not being as radical as they are, mm. but still we'll only go left because, like I said, we have this nutless party that's supposed to represent us, and they don't actually represent anybody except themselves and their lobbyists and their lobbyists in Washington, D.C. Normal working people who just want to be left alone have virtually no representation in D.C.
3: I just want to make a a quick point here because you're right on the money when you said uh, low-T GOP. But uh, I also see it as the GOP also setting up the infrastructure, which will be later uh, down the line used against them. If you remember, after uh, 9-11, the GOP set up a national security state, which now is turning inwards instead of outwards and is looking at the people who set them up, the political party who set them up as enemies of the state, punishing them, censoring them, not allowing them to organize, not allowing them to do anything and have any kind of significance when it comes to future political power. So the GOP, even though they're low T, they do deserve to be criticized for setting up the DHS for censoring people. They, 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 do, they should be criticized for setting up this national security state, which is used against the people. I'm,
1: I want to give you guys an example, uh, and, and, it, and it probably requires a lot of examples so you can understand the difference. When uh, you get like a right wing group, say the Proud Boys, marching through Portland, the right will say nothing in their defense. Like I mean, like prominent polit- politicians and things like that. In fact, they'll probably be like, we reject white supremacy. Donald Trump, stand back and stand by, which was a wacky, nonsensical statement. When far leftists across the country started burning down buildings and quite literally killing people in the summer of love, Joe Biden's campaign and Kamala Harris herself solicited donations to bail these people out. That's an easy, easy example of the asymmetrical culture war. The right will be like, hey, look, you know, we're we're not a fan of what's going on here. We condemn it because it's wrong. And the left will be like, we can say that whenever we want. We can criticize you for your bad actions, but we're going to give money to our bad actors. And there's nothing you can do. I'll give you another example. When uh, January was it January 20th, 2017, When far-left extremists Antifa went around smashing windows and burning, uh, setting a car on fire in Washington, D.C., and then there was a mass arrest, they actually sued the city of D.C. and won. (laughs) Antifa won, I think like a million plus or some ridiculous number, and most of their charges were dropped. That's asymmetrical.
2: Well, it was Mao who said all political power comes from the barrel of a gun. Yeah. These people, it is, if you were to pull the average American, not just left or right, but just to go find 10 people in the mall somewhere and ask them who commits political acts of violence, most of those people would say the right. And I want to make sure I give them credit because they chronicled it. I didn't. Breitbart actually listed all 395 incidents of assault and murder against Trump supporters during Trump's four years in office. The, it's a laundry list of people getting shot in the head, Molotov cocktail. It, it is it is nasty. Yet people don't know about this. Why don't they know about it? Because the people who bring us the news in this country, I, I know people think think this is too harsh. They actually want to see you hurt. They yeah. do. It's not. It's not that they're ignoring it. They're not biased. They're not liberal. They're not to the left. No, no, no. They are actually your mortal enemy. And if you were to get shot in the face for what you believe crossing the street tonight, not a single one of them would shed a tear. They wouldn't even report on it because they'd be thrilled about it.
1: They would report on it. What's the old saying? Do you know? if it bleeds at least
2: yeah. yeah
1: and so what they would do is is they would uh, well to be fair though they if, would
3: write articles it, saying that they were asking for it oh, of they, course. they they would
1: say like you know mutual conflict i my 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 favorite article uh, uh, pertaining to this goes back to the uh, 529 insurrection at the white house where nbc wrote uh, uh what is it they said they said um St. John's Church set, uh, set fire after peaceful protest becomes destructive. Or something to that effect. Instead of saying violent extremists tore down barricades at White House, injuring law enforcement officers and setting fire to building, they said peaceful protest turns destructive.
2: I, I, I use the example a lot that we are sandwiched. And when I say we, I'm just talking about normal people, not, 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 ju- not just the people in this room who are highly informed, normal people, friends of yours. We are sandwiched and people don't realize it. Because what's happened is, you mentioned the people who got out without charges. There was some commie hag in New York City, I forget her name, Molotov cocktailed an NYPD cop car, and I believe she just got 18 months, I think she could have got 20, 30 years, slap on the wrist and she's gone. What happens is they own every institution now from the DOJ on down, and they also own most of the vile, mentally ill street scum at the bottom who's more than willing to commit acts of terror. So Joe Biden will get up behind the podium and he'll call you a threat to democracy, you'll end the republic, a Nazi white supremacists, the vile street scum understand that they have nothing to live for and they understand those are marching orders and they also understand if they were to do something that the people on the top will run a protection racket for them in the bottom and so who's screwed we're screwed the normal people in the middle who don't have any protection
1: i want to pull up this tweet from matt taibbi it's uh, tweet number eight in the twitter files expose he says by 2020 requests from connected actors to delete tweets were routine One executive would write to another more to review from the Biden team. The reply would come back handled libs of TikTok did the digging and found that these accounts that were listed by the Biden administration as needing to be banned were in fact suspended more. So Andrew Kerr says, I've pulled web archives of three of these tweets. All three are homemade Hunter Biden porn and Hunter Biden pics pulled from his laptop. These tweets don't contain any info on Hunter Biden's business dealings, just porn can't immediately find archives of other, of the other tweet, two tweets. The Biden administration was embarrassed about a family member unrelated to the campaign, as far as I know, and Twitter obliged in removing negative information. Wow. This is, uh, here, here's the best part. October 24th, 2020. <laughs> within a couple weeks of the election, the Biden administration was in contact with Twitter to remove damaging information, images, et cetera.
2: It goes to show that the people in the middle we were just talking about, what chance do they have to know the truth ever about anything? When you really think about it, I understand everyone here is going to do digging and things, and it's not going to be a problem for the people in this room. But the normal person, wife, husband, kids, goes to school, maybe has a job, maybe two jobs. How do you ever find the truth, if, if the only time you consume the news is maybe you sit down at night and you turn on NBC or ABC for 15 minutes, you know, yeah, maybe they're a little biased, but I'm catching headlines. How do you explain to that person that every single thing you were told on the television set is a lie? How do you explain to that person that the Biden family is actually a criminal network? By all all appearances, make it look like a criminal network when you look at Tony Bubalinski and others, and they'll never find out even on Twitter because, like you just pointed out, anything damaging about this family gets axed right away. I mm. I, I I feel bad for so many normal Americans who are obsessed politicos like us because you have you live in a world of make believe and you don't even know it. You have no idea.
1: Is a- and and seven eight mm-hmm. years of it. How oh do yeah. You- so yeah. they, they say, do um, you, you know, what is it, the ship of Theseus? Was that the uh, the old story?
2: I went to community college. <laughs> you know, it's
1: <laughs> like you have a boat and you replace a part of it. Is it still the same boat? What if you dismantle the whole boat and then yeah. slowly yeah. replace yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the ship That's of Theseus. Right. So, so, yeah. so then, then you reconstruct the other parts and now you have two ships. Which one's the real ship? It's an interesting uh, yeah. concept. Uh, I totally just lost my train of thought. Uh, I I think after nine,
3: (laughs) there's there's 10 that I think is also worth noting and putting up there, which I think is is worth discussing, because I do see Washington, D.C., sort of like Lord of the Rings and power that... Uh, political parties wield against each other is that ring that all the parties refuse to throw away but want more of that power and authority. But number 10 reads, I don't know if you want to read it, Tim, or, or if I should. You read. It It says uh, by Matt Taibbi, both parties had access to these tools. For instance, in 2020, requests from both the Trump White House and Biden campaign were received and honored. However, 11 goes on and then explains how it was mainly Democrats using this system. But in fact, uh, the the Trump administration did use it as well, which makes you wonder who did it first y- y- and, and what kind of Pandora box was opened from here.
1: Except I, I, I don't, I, I think your your, your your framing is incorrect. The point he made in 11 is that because most of the people who work at Twitter are leaning towards the Democrat Party, they are the ones who were a, like, that was the bias. So when we hear that, like, Trump had the ability to flag tweets to his campaign, it's kind of like, yes, of course, conservatives are on Twitter, liberals are on Twitter And when conservatives complain, they get told shut up. And when liberals complain, they say, "Okay, we'll take care of business. That's the political bias that is being proven beyond beyond a doubt. Confirmation, 100 percent. That's exactly what. Is being they're being accused of?
3: Yeah, uh, obviously the Democrats had more of an overwhelming advantage on big tech, social media, mainly because of the connections there. But also, a lot of these big tech companies understand that the Democrats are the party that is going to allow them to do whatever they want to do and not regulate them or not even uh, put them in any kind of check or any kind of line when it comes to accountability and transparency here. But but it does read that the Trump administration, that the Trump White House, did do this, did use these tools, and they were honored, which I think is is worth noting if they were the first ones because if they were they they opened the pandora box which deserves to be criticized in my yes, opinion.
1: P- perhaps, oh. but I just just to point out the ability to report someone for a tweet is not remarkable to me. The the, the fact that Twitter is biased And because of their bias catered to Democrats is the confirmation I think we're looking for.
2: I think uh, to kind of piggyback off your point a little bit on that, Luke, is uh, you say it's because, you know, they're biased and and things like that. And all that stuff is obviously true. But if I can compliment Democrats actually here, I I think I think people at big tech and people in other uh, companies, other industries understand full well when the Democrats will come after them if they prove themselves to be the enemy of the Democratic Party. Democrats have proven that time and time and time. Again, look what they're doing with the oil industry right now. The president of the United States of America feels totally comfortable going on social media and saying, we're were about to raise your taxes if you don't pump more oil. Okay, that's an impeachable offense right there. You're the president of the United States of America. You're not the dictator. You can't do that. But Democrats will follow through on those. Whereas you have the low TGOP, they would never choose to punish their enemies in corporate America if you even have one that attempts to do so, like 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 there have been some attempts in Florida to do so, you'll have half the right immediately come out and say, that's not who we are. Wait, guys, that's not who we are. Democrats would never say that's not who we are. So it only makes sense, frankly, if you're in corporate America, to serve the Democrats because they're, they're going to punish you if you don't. And you know the losers in the Republican Party won't ever do anything. That's, that's not who we
3: are. Where DeSantis also uh, is getting a lot of attention because of his actions against Disney. He also pulled the state out of the BlackRock ESG social credit score system as well a couple days ago, which I think is worth noting as well. So I I do see his popularity because he's willing to stand up against a lot of these bigger corporations. But also these bigger corporations naturally will understand that, hey, someone's threatening my power here. I better go over to the party that we're going to fortify in power. And I think we're in a position where Mark Zuckerberg has already donated hundreds of millions of dollars and has fortified the Democrats' future in the this country for the next 10 20 30 40 maybe even 50 years i don't see the republicans winning because of how much they have invested in this larger game which they have uh you know swayed for their own personal benefit
4: i think both these parties are complete trash it's a bunch of people that are <laughs> yeah. trying to get clout and uh, it's a popularity contest they get bribes from lawyers to pass certain laws it's disgusting. The whole process is absolutely disgusting and it's it's destined for uh destruction.
1: Ian, you rolled a 100 on the
0: 100 side of Dr. Thanks. I wish
4: it was more positive, 100. It was definitely 100 in a negative vein, but this mm-hmm. is part of why I'm not like I do not support what Kanye said, the way he said stuff, but I support a fresh energy in politics. Even if it means it's a risk of stepping they know where you live now. You're in the White House. Like that's a risk, but I, I can't stand by and watch it
1: fall apart. Jesse, Jesse looked confused for a second. We, we, there's a meme. When you roll a twenty in Dungeons and Dragons, it means it's like a perfect success, and when you roll a one, it means a perfect failure.
2: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday,
3: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play
2: the Godfather,
3: now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: So whenever you know, Ian says something, people will rate him in the chat as either a 1 total failure or a 20 total success. But he has a 100-sided die over there. So when he said both parties are trash, I said you rolled a one hundred. It's like it could not
2: be better. I could not have been more lost. I could I, <laughs> I explain that to me. I did I wanted to roll a one hundred, I just did no meant. Yeah, you'll roll you'll roll many
4: 100s <laughs> I think you did
1: uh, several times. Yeah, but know. just chiming and in with both parties being trash. And I guess yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Saying <laughs> both
4: parties is a little mind control. You're like, also, I've been you're also insul-
3: insulting trash, though. <laughs>
4: <laughs> trash can be repurposed and turned into graphite. I,
2: I will say to what you just said, Ian, which I agree with: both parties trash. You're ready for something new. That this is why, though, this is why I believe, just allow me to go here for a second, this is why I believe we're actually heading down a very, very dark path as a country, because this is not unique for America. We are a late-stage republic. You know, We've lasted about as long as a major empire generally lasts, and then things start to come apart as, the, as things get more and more corrupt and things start to fray a little bit. And then the people hunger for exactly what you just said, exactly what I, I agree with you on. I want something fresh. But something fresh is almost always something bad. It's almost always something bad that sounds good. They choose to go to the guy who will rise up and say, I will change, I will, I will punish these bad people, I will do this for you. And that's how nations have consistently, time and time again, ended up with some kind of horrific dictator. Because the people who are in charge suck, and I'll eventually get to the point where I'm so sick of them, I'll pick anybody who's going to go beat up these people. And that's where I think we're going, sadly. Yeah. Uh, Dorsey's involvement here
3: is also interesting, because, as my Matt Taibbi points out. You know, he didn't know that a lot of this was happening. I mean, some people are questioning that, like, is that really possible here? But the last kind of statement by Matt Taibbi right now says that, quote, there are multiple instances in the files of Dorsey intervening to question suspensions and other moderation actions for accounts across the political spectrum. Now, if he was, you know, questioning and intervening and trying to, to stop some of this, which it looks like he was, he was absolutely unsuccessful in doing so. So was Vijaya Gaidi calling the shots here? Was she really in charge here? And was Dorsey just a representative figure that couldn't do anything and just sit on his hands? I think it's worth asking after looking at these kind of documents. What do you guys think, Tim, you talked to these people. Uh, was, was Vijaya more in charge of Jack or is yeah, Jack more no, was. more capable here?
1: So a lot of people had said that she was the one who was actually in charge. Jack uh, Dorsey was just a figurehead. He had left the company, I think I don't know the exact time, uh, time frame, but didn't they bring him back yeah, after like Dick Costello or whatever
4: Yeah they brought him back to be CEO for the second time.
1: but he wasn't really the CEO as a lot of people said, I don't think he was either. I think he was a figurehead. It's like, he's the founder. We need confidence in the company. So bring him back. He had very little stake in the company at that point. He had very little control over it. And he would say all of these beautiful things that never happened. It's kind of like what Apple did with Steve jobs. He left, they realized, Oh, we're failing now. We need the, uh,
4: the vision again, bring back the visionary. But, You know, at some point, it's the owners that run the network, and I think the owners invested or vested a lot of faith in Vijaya and basically gave her carte blanche to make decisions. And if she violated their wants, then they would have let her know.
2: I, I kind of disagree with that a little bit because I, I don't think they ever worry about. Owning, and I don't think they ever worry about popularity. The communists have done this very, very well for a very long time. They worry about, I brought it up a little bit earlier, they worry about the choke points. Just go find and control the choke points, and then you control the company. That, uh, I really need to not say her name. I'm going to screw that up and say something I don't want to say. The Gotti chick she didn't she didn't she's not a majority opinion like i like i brought up at the beginning we saw actually uh, i was surprised by the amount of pushback there was within twitter hey do we even have justification for this well she didn't care she was in the one spot where she could be she found the one spot in the company she could get to where she could make sure that she could play god and she got there and she played god they do this all the time in endless walks of life way beyond twitter they do it uh an example, you hear people complain all the time now about there'll be some small red town in Oklahoma somewhere, some small 5,000 person town in Oklahoma, they're having a child drag show and people are freaking out, how this happen? It's a 98% Republican town. Well, how it happens if you ever dig into it, and I've dug into these things before. It's never the majority of the town. They don't need the majority of the town. They, yeah. What they needed was one guy at the city parks department who sought out that position for that specific goal. He found the choke point, and then he pushed it. That's how these things happen. The truth is the commies have always been better at government than anyone on the right, libertarians, conservative, nationalists, whatever you want to call yourself, because they live and die for it. It's their profession. It's what they. It's their religion. So you would, you've would. you never been to a city council meeting. Most mm-hmm. people watching, even Tim Cass, as big this show is, 1% of this audience has ever been to a city council meeting. Yeah. They never miss a city council meeting. The state meeting. is However, their
3: religion, and they love telling people what to do. Of course.
1: I will, I will uh, say that of our audience and guests, we, we get some credit, because Alex Stein has certainly been to many, many
2: <laughs> He was here yes, yesterday. Yes.
1: He does a good job. I want to pull up this tweet here, because this is a really good point. Former VP of Global Comms, Brandon Borman, asks, can we truthfully claim that this is part of the policy? And this goes to show... That when they censored the Hunter Biden laptop, internally, they knew they had fabricated a reason for censoring politically damaging information on the Democrats. And this is him saying, can we can we truthfully claim that's part of the policy, like the hacked materials thing? When this story dropped and they said, you can't publish hacked things, everyone went, you just made that up. There's at the same time as they're saying you can't do that. There were other hacked materials that were going around disparaging people like Trump. What about the, the, the taxes and stuff like that, right? Files that get leaked, they never cared about. Now, all of a sudden, they made up a fake policy to enforce. It's not just that we can see Democrats were well-connected and they were banning people. We can see in, internally they were struggling with some kind of way to publicly justify overt political bias to benefit
2: Democrats. Yep. And look, at, look how brilliant it was. Again, I want to give them credit. Look how brilliant it was. That even when they knew they screwed up, and obviously, as you just pointed out, they knew they screwed up, they still didn't pull back. They didn't pull back because <laughs> they knew they only had the last of the election. The right would never do something like this. The right has spent the last week and a half tripping all over themselves to denounce this and condemn that. And I, I I absolutely condemn this. Oh, my goodness. Don't associate me with that. They don't think in those terms. They're thinking, hey, let's just batten down the hatches for three weeks. Who cares if we're a bunch of dirty liars? Let's win an election. We'll hash it out at the end. It is
1: the, the, one of the best quotes I've heard, I can't remember who, who said it, Republicans care more about the opinion of the New York Times than the opinion of their constituents. Oh,
2: 100%, yes. The, if people... If people really understood how these people, how the Republican Party talks about their base behind their back, they'd probably vote Democrat. That's how bad it is. <laughs> they, that's how bad it is. They have such disrespect for their base. They, they they spit in their face all the time, over and over and over and over and over again. I can't stand it. It's totally but, a defunct party. It's garbage. It's not, it's not but but uh,
1: MAGA MAGA party changed it a bit. The, the MAGA candidates who came in are, are different from the established Republicans, but the established Republicans still have control of the whole thing. Yeah, Like Trump did come in and take control in a certain respect, but you can see how 2016 to 2018, no, you know, Paul Ryan, like the, the Republicans had everything. It got nothing done. Republicans side with Democrats on the Russia Gate nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you get into uh, the next phase. And then you end up with Republicans outright just going and joining Democrats, neocon Republicans forming political action committees, saying we're just going after Trump. And then as soon as Trump is out, they say, "Well, you know, it's the it's Trumpism. It's it's Trumpism." So it's, they were ne- yeah. they were never
2: honest. Fifteen. 15- Oh, what were you going to say? Just? No, I'm sorry, Ian. 15, de- 15 Republicans voted with Democrats on a gun control bill. Nobody <laughs> can name for me. Nobody. No one can name for me. One time, 15 Democrats crossed over and voted with the GOP on a Republican bill. Nobody can name that. For
1: me. This is a really good example that Michael Malice brought up on the show a while ago. He, he said something to the effect of, Republicans compromise every time on gun control. Democrats, like, when have you seen a Republican campaign on, we're going to repeal The NFA, we're going Mm. to repeal gun control. It's always say nothing. And then say, "Well, we'll 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 give a little bit to the Democrats on gun control." So that's that's the gag. It's Republicans or Democrats go on the speed limit. Of gun, course,
4: gun control is such a manipulated phrase because in order you have to learn how to control a gun. Gun control is like your mini, hand manipulation of the weapon. And for them to say that like banning guns is a form of control is, is like it's just a disgusting.
2: Methodology.
3: It, 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 it's you know they control the language too, especially when mm-hmm. they control social media. So we got to start that. changing these things. It's not gun control. It's disarming lawful citizens in order yeah. to make them future victims. Disarm How do we surmise that and make that into a short phrase so it, it's catchy? But but again, again, language is key and a lot of the times the Republicans are just a part of the uni party. Yeah, They're a s- part of a system that serves a special corporate class and whether it's, you know, multinational corporations, whether it's big banks, there's a lot of other influential people that are a lot more powerful than politicians that are truly pulling the strings here and Republicans and Democrats, I don't care. At the end of the day, they serve not you, not the people, they serve someone else beyond the, you know, people with the government
2: i live in texas big oil state right everyone knows texas big oil state not only a red state but a big oil state in my red state of texas and i live in a blood red part of a blood red state of texas every single two every every two years when they're running for house you can watch republican congressmen in safe seats in safe seats run commercials talking about reduced carbon we can reduce carbon Well, we can reduce ca- The second you've told everybody, the second you've given the ground that carbon is poison, you've already lost to the climate change nutters. And these are people who could safely say, I love carbon. I want more carbon. Build coal plants. Build everything. And say, well, we can reduce carbon, guys. We
1: we got another tweet that just came in from Matt Taibbi. And pertaining to the hacked materials policy, he says, The problem with the hacked materials ruling, several sources said, was that this normally required an official law enforcement finding of a hack, but such a finding never appears throughout what one executive describes as a whirlwind 24-hour company-wide mess. Let me simplify this for you guys. They said, okay, we can justify suppressing this really, really bad news about the political party we like under our hacked policy, a hacked materials policy. And they said, but it wasn't hacked. It was found. It was found. Uh, What do we do? All hands on deck. I guess we're going to just lie about it. They could they could they, they could not justify their own policy which everyone knew was BS. They, like they, they made up a rule to suppress this that couldn't they couldn't even satisfy. Their fake rule could not even be satisfied. So they just did it anyway.
3: Yeah, there probably was other communications that we still don't know about between Vinjaya and the Department of Homeland Security and probably the Federal Bureau of Investigations. If you remember, a couple of months ago, Mark Zuckerberg came out on the Joe Rogan uh, podcast and said specifically, you know, the FBI came to us. They said that there was hacked information and that we should be careful of this. And this led us to, of course, stop the Hunter Biden a laptop story from being shared. So this was not just Twitter doing this. This was Facebook. This was Instagram. This was Google. This was YouTube. All the big... Big tech social media companies made the same decision at the same time. So is this all of Njaya? No. No there's probably another secret kind of backdoor uh, communications between a lot of these heads that really do call the shots at a lot of these networks. And of course, the government saying, you better do this or else. Now, they probably signed a lot of non-disclosures. There's probably a lot of secret communications. I think this is only just scratching the surface of what we're finding out here. And I think it gets a lot more sinister, and a lot more deeper when you see this story, not just censored by Twitter, but censored by everybody at the same time. Coincidence? I don't believe so. I don't believe in coincidences. Coincidences are just uh, secrets that the government is hiding from
2: uh, everything we're learning within the last few days. Well, remember, too, the the Facebook thing. A lot of people actually don't realize this. They remember the Mark Zuckerberg thing, and they remember him talking to Joe Rogan and saying the FBI came to us. What many people do not understand is the time frame of that. The FBI did not go to Facebook and tell them to censor the Hunter Biden story after the Hunter Biden story was published. The FBI, because they were tapping Rudy Giuliani's phones and everything else, because they were spying on him, they preempted the publication of the story and went to Facebook before the Hunter Biden story was published and told them, it's coming, it's Russian information, want to make sure you censor it. That is so much more frightening than anything else that's going on to understand that the Cheka currently operates within the borders of the United States of America, and people don't realize it. They don't have any idea exactly how frightening things are happening at the DOJ and FBI. That's way beyond Twitter. That is scary stuff. Is that
4: confirmed that they they went before the story released?
2: Correct. Uh, You talked to Miranda Devine, great, great columnist at the New York Post. She's uh, super sharp. She'll explain the whole thing for you, the whole time frame. They went to Facebook before the story. They spied, stole the information, then preempted the story. And then Stasi. Stage, not just that, but just not just assumption assumption, that, but this is this is another important this is another important another aspect assumption.
3: here because they said it was Russian disinformation. They knew it wasn't because mm-hmm. they interviewed Tony Babalinski that confirmed the story. They knew the laptop was real. They knew everything inside of that laptop was legitimate. They had the evidence. They had everything in front of them. And then they decided at the FBI, well, this is this is going to hurt Biden. Let's just turn this into Russian disinformation. Let's go around, tell everyone that this is it, preemptively, which is even more sinister than, you know, uh,
2: Venjaya just saying, I don't like this, bye. And People need to... When you look at history... You look at the monsters of history, those have certainly been coming up a lot (coughs) recently, you know, the various monstrous dictators of history from Mao to Stalin to Hitler to all these people, they're all coming up. Well, people do realize that Mao and Stalin and Hitler, after they took power, didn't actually kill anyone, right? Their state police did. If you have the building of a state police that's loyal to only one party within the borders of the United States of America, whether people realize it or not, there's nothing else that comes close to the danger of that. If the Federal Bureau of Investigation is now fully the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party... That, t- that that trumps inflation, that trumps the border, that trumps taxes. There's nothing else that matters unless that is stopped. That will end the United States of America. It will. They have the power to destroy anybody already, and it's only getting worse. Did you see the Chinese bussing people, like grabbing citizens and taking them, put them on
4: buses, like there's no one to protect them. Yep. We, you can't invade, I mean, you cannot, I don't think ethically we could not invade to stop it. It would just cause more hell. So we sit and watch as they bust their
2: citizens off to concentration camps. Well, why would we invade when, when our government's on the same side as China? Our government already came out recently and said, no, no, what Elon Musk is doing at Twitter, man, we're keeping an eye on that. Oh, Apple is actually actively helping the Chinese Communist Party crush the freedom fighters oh, well, that's a private company, not our big deal. Our government no. works with China. We're, they're, not, they're not on opposite yeah, th- sides. I mean,
3: there, there's a reason, <clears throat> a reason Klaus Schwab ch- said that China is a role model for many countries moving forward, for the new world, as as he described it. And, and, and again, w- what's happening in China is what's going to be happening here if we keep on this trajectory of allowing federal authorities to abuse their power, to hurt people because of their political expression, and to suppress larger ideas of discontent and debate. We're seeing an intervention in our society that is destroying any kind of legitimate pushback against an illegitimate authority that is abusing their power. And it's extremely dangerous if we keep on this road.
1: We got the uh, final wrap-up from Matt Taibbi. He says, It's been a whirlwind 96 hours for me, too. There is much more to come, including answers to questions about issues like shadow banning, boosting follower counts, the fate of various individual accounts, and more. These issues are not limited to the political right. Good night, everyone. Thanks to all those who picked up the phone in the last few days. Good work, Matt. Yeah, that's fantastic. He's been he's been doing a good job for a long time. Elon too, nice work, man. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. That's 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 gutsy to buy a company and then put that out there. He didn't have to do that.
1: I, I, I get why Vijaya was crying. Every single time more information comes out. She never thought somebody could muster up forty four billion dollars to buy the company. She thought she was invincible and now her private communications are being exposed to show the malfeasance. I wonder if she thought that she'd get thrown in prison if she said no and just went printed
2: it anyway. I don't think that woman needed any convincing to crush her enemies on the right. I think she was licking her chops the second she got the opportunity to. Who's going to throw her in prison? The FBI? (laughs) She'll probably be their director next year. That's right. Yeah, she'll be the
1: uh,
3: chief legal trust and safety tech yeah. for the FBI. If she wasn't working for them the whole time already, yeah, no right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's you? a fair speculation to make here. I got. What a- if she was just working for the Feds the whole time?
4: That's possible, but I mean, the yeah. difference between an informant and, a, and a, an employee is like nil in this environment. They just. Yeah. PayPal you 700,000 bit or $7 in Bitcoin into some wallet. And then you not, you don't have to work for them to be, you know, working for them.
2: Yeah. The FBI just got done plotting the assassination and kidnapping of the governor of Michigan, which we now know because of that trial where they found two boobs who were living in the basement of some vacuum cleaner place. (laughs) And a bunch of feds came in and bribed these guys to come up that they paid for and organized every bit of the, the, the plot. And then they gave the guy the explosives and then busted him with the explosives. They, Gave that's, the guy and then charged him with the And they had more feds them. than they actually had
3: legitimate people that were stupid enough to hang around the feds.
4: That's true. This is the Gretchen Whitmer case. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. That's real well, insanity, it's, it's, man. It's, it's,
3: it's what the FBI does. Yeah.
4: It creates villains so that there's a reason for the FBI to exist. Correct. I mean, there is it's, real mafia on Earth that we could be focusing there, on. there's on right a now. quick
3: meme that I just posted really quickly of the FBI being really happy and giddy looking at someone. Uh there's that black guy in the yellow suit, kind of uh grasping his hands, and over there is just someone who's uh lonely, doesn't have any friend that is mentally ill. And it's the <laughs> FBI looking over at that individual.
1: I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I think. The FBI is going after the political opponents of the uh, current administration. Pro-life activists are getting raided. People who are incorrectly associated with January 6th had their homes raided. And then the protesters that are marching in front of the justices' homes illegally are, well, they're fine, right? And so what happens is, that's what the FBI is doing. They're weaponized. Not every single FBI agent, They're, they're you know, I've... I've uh, had dealing with law enforcement based on the stuff we've gone through. And so I, I, I think it's a it's a corrupt element with very much high power in the D.C. But what happens is every so often they need to justify their budget. So they have specific teams. So it's like, OK, you know, we're, we're going to go before Congress. We need more money. You guys go stage a fake terror threat so that we can parade it in front of the press and then we can get our budgets pumped up.
2: And I'm sure it's just an accident, that fake Gritch and Whitmer plot. It got publicized October right before the election, right when they're yeah. trying to build a narrative of the violent right-wingers. Miraculously, all the arrests were made, and in an October, surprise, I'm sure that's just a total coincidence. And speaking of January 6th and people unfairly associated with it, what about the people who actually are associated with it, and they're still not being treated fairly? We talk about China and their human rights abuses all the time, and rightfully so, because China's a piece of trash country. Well, their <laughs> government's piece of trash. Yeah, yeah. But
1: 18
2: plus. In the United States of America, as we speak, we have United States citizens who have been held without trial now for two years. If you watch Vladimir Putin do that, you'd hear every single Tom, Dick, and Harry in this country talk about how he's a dictator, and that's horrible, and I'm just glad I live in the West. That's happening right now. Now, in the United States of America, I don't care what you did. I don't care if you murdered somebody. Two years without trial, you're being unfairly treated by the justice system, let alone sauntering into the Capitol and snapping a selfie in front of Nancy Pelosi's desk, and you're holding these guys in terrible conditions for two years. That's not some distant dystopian future. That's right now the country you live in.
1: You know, we're uh, we're frogs in a pot as the water starts boiling because... I say it often, but if you were to describe the events of this year, last year, the year before— to someone six seven years ago, they would tell you you were lying.
2: hundred percent. Like
1: yeah. imagine going to someone in 2015, being like, "What's well, 2020? After the pandemic and Donald Trump's presidency, there was a risk of war because China they had concentration camps." And what are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, well, Elon Musk, he bought Twitter, right? What? Uh, yeah, if, so, if,
4: know, you man. Told, when they were signing the uh, National Defense Authorization Act or or the Patriot Act, if they were like, "Oh, and by the way, before we sign this, we just want to let you know, in 20 years, we're gonna arrest three two hundred people that when there's a riot at the Capitol, I'd be like, "Uh, wait." And then they'll be, well, how many people did they kill? They didn't kill anybody, <laughs>
2: oh, but we're going to throw them in prison for two years. It's funny you brought up the Patriot Act, Ian, because, man, I've been wrong about a lot. I've screwed up a lot of things in my life, but when the Patriot Act, when all that stuff was going down, I was a young hothead. I was a Marine at the time, and I was like, yeah, screw those terrorists. Oh, quit being paranoid. They're not going to use it on us. Let's go kill all the terrorists, tamp all their phones. And all the Ron Paul people were all super loud about it. No, oh, they're going to use it on citizens. And I remember- That was me. I- Oh, yeah. I remember, oh, you guys are idiots. Stop being paranoid. If you didn't do anything wrong, you don't have to worry about it. Man, did they get that one right and I got that
3: one right. <laughs> I was screaming like, don't you guys read history? Yeah, don't you no. understand what happens with the political system when you give them too much power, when you give them too much authority? Obviously, the the, the gun or the knife that you make is going to be pointed back at you eventually. And that's, that's the problem with government. Too many people believe government's going to be their solution and they keep empowering it by giving it more legitimacy. And I think truly... Uh, the best way to do this, to push away, is to be personally responsible and not need government, and not to call for more government. So this is why I've been standing strong in my views for for such long about this one particular aspect, which I think is important. But thank you for you know you know, you know admitting it uh, and 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 talking about it, because a lot of other people were like, you know, either one, ignore it, don't want to think about it, or two, are, are doubling down and like, yeah, we need more national security. And I'm like, do, do do you see what they're doing?
2: Yeah, no, we need to eliminate virtually every federal agency, and anything short of that's going to result in the end of the country. That's what we need. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: Uh, yeah, God. That's- Welcome to the modern dystopia, my friends. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's it gets crazier by the minute, and there are a lot of people I see on Twitter where they're like, ah, you know, not necessarily on Twitter, but I hear people saying like, something I've heard consistently is that it's not that crazy. Things are not getting crazier. It's just people are grifting or whatever, or they're trying to get views or clicks. And I'm just like, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Like a billionaire mustered up $44 billion, bought one of the big three social networks, and now he's leaking internal communications, proving malfeasance. Like it is getting crazier. Things Dude. are escalating. Now, this is good news though. I think I think we've had a tremendously good uh, go, past couple of weeks, especially with what Elon is doing, and so you know, I'm not saying it's it's like it it is getting bad in a lot of ways. But the night is always darkest before the dawn. These are these are the things that need to happen before we can start fixing them. We got to see the we got to see the,
2: uh, the the malfeasance exposed. Agreed. Oh, well, we're gonna have. We're going to have I, I I call our corrupt. You know I call it the system. You know the the government coordinating with the media, coordinating with the pharmaceutical companies, coordinating with education, co- the administrative state. They're all they all believe the same thing now. All of our cultural institutions have been taken over, and I call it the system. And there are going to be system disruptors that arise. I would argue Donald Trump was the first of those. To his to very much to his credit, he was the first of those. Elon Musk is very clearly a system disruptor as well. Now bad news for Donald Trump and bad news for Elon Musk. The system's very very powerful and has a way of smashing those disruptors. I actually, I'm one of the ones who's very pessimistic about Elon Musk. I say he's either going to bend the knee or he's going to wish he had at the end, but then another one will rise and another one will rise because we're not a minority. The people who are watching us right now and nodding their heads and agreeing, they feel alone. There are tens of millions of us. So there'll be more system disruptors who rise. I think Elon made a bet. He's on Twitter. He
1: sees what gets engagement and what doesn't. And what gets engagement tends to be, centrist to write populist, you know, uh, content. He likes it. It speaks to him. He considers himself a centrist. He puts up a poll. Should we have a peace deal to stop the war with Ukraine and Russia? And at first it was like, yes, peace. But then all of a sudden it started shifting to no war. And he says, these are bots. All these people start making fun of him. Oh, you didn't go your way. So you're blaming bots. So he says, okay, let's find out. He buys the company. He then does the Trump poll. 52% to 48% reinstate Trump. He then publicly says it was interesting to see the bots attack. He then does another poll. Should we grant general amnesty? Now it's 72% support. We mentioned this the other day. How do you go from 52% saying yes to unbanning Trump to 72 saying unban everyone? He purged the bots. The narrative was constructed. It was fake. And he knows he has popular support.
2: Oh, he does. Well, that's, that's what happens with these, like, like a Julius Caesar type. I mean, everyone knows who Julius Caesar is when he was rising up and fighting against a corrupt system. Whatever you think of him, that's what he was doing. He, got, he, got, he was able to do that, though, because he had the support of so many people. That in the fact he was a better general than anyone else who lived, including Pompey Magnus at the time. But when you have this many people, even if there was no Trump, no Elon, there would still be another who would pop up. And when they get done destroying Trump and done destroying Elon, the next one who pops up, there will be another one who pops up. Because when you have tens of millions of people who don't want to live in a despicable late stage republic like we have now, they will eventually choose for themselves someone to rise.
1: As a late stage republic, though, you know, we, we've talked about, are we, are we the colla- are we the fall of the Roman Republic or the empire?
2: Republic. That
1: means we're entering the empire period, which is 200 years of prosperity under autocracy. No,
2: I've, I've warned several times that a Franco is coming. We're, we have a Francisco Franco coming. He, he is coming. People, is it Trump? Be, no, no. No. <laughs> no, see, the thing about system disruptors, and, and, and I know you guys know this, but the Roman Republic, people will know the Roman Republic, and then eventually Caesar takes over, he's killed. But then from then on, they were led by emperors. That was the Roman Empire. But Caesar, everyone knows Caesar. What they don't know is there were several, they were called populares, the populists, really. Right. There were several populares before Caesar, mm-hmm. the Gracchi brothers and all these other they would rise, and then they'd kill them. And then they would rise, and then system would kill them. And rise, and system would kill them. And what happened in the end was you got somebody who's honestly probably the most intelligent or one of the most intelligent, capable people who ever lived, Caesar, would rise. Your first system disruptor, like Trump, gets credit for having the balls to be the first to challenge it, but he's also... The dumbest why because he doesn't know how corrupt it is yet i didn't know how corrupt it was yet when trump joined the next one gets smarter that's a good thing the bad thing is the next one will be meaner they get smarter and meaner and then they're smarter and meaner and then they're smarter and meaner and soon you have one who's smart and capable enough which is good but then he's also mean enough that's where we'll go we will go there that won't be tomorrow this is years in the making but they'll get smarter and meaner as we go along i feel like the government's already pretty mean if, that's I, why the that's I, why the system disruptor gets smarter and meaner, though, because they they learn from the last guy's mistakes. I can't yeah. do this. I have to make sure I smash them. I have to make sure I do this. Smarter and meaner, smarter and meaner. And then sooner or later, people are getting their fingernails pulled out. And you look around and say, how do we end up with this country? Well, that's how.
4: We're getting these cultural people that appear that are trying to change the culture and the system's inoculating itself against cultural change by taking control of the culture through mass media. They're trying to. I keep thinking, how do we fix the culture? culture on earth and what i realized is i'm not going for a cultural victory i'm going for a religious victory i'm done with culture man i'm done trying to trick people and make them smile you need to look at god this is real the world is unifying islam christianity and Ju- judaism they're coming together under one god that's the point point. and we need that that's my new methodology is is a religious victory
2: do you, you want some of this, brother? <laughs> I, alcohol does not treat me well. I'm not a. Maybe it's exactly what you need right now. So,
1: someone in the super chat said FDR was the first emperor, and so we've been in the empire. Well, what do you, do you think? Do you agree?
5: I don't
2: know. No, no, we haven't been, but we are. I'm noticing more and more as time goes along that we have this illusion that we can change the government, especially when it comes to the federal government. We very clearly are not in a place where we can change the federal government. People are almost universally, we have this representative republic, but almost universally people are displeased with the federal government. How does that make sense? If, If we're choosing these people, but we're all displeased with these people, then what's actually going on there? Well, what's going on there is we're run by an administrative state. Congress doesn't run anything. Christopher Ray went and sat in front of, Chuck Grassley is the top GOP guy in the Senate Judiciary Committee. That's maybe the most powerful committee in all of Washington. Grassley was the top guy. Grassley says, hey, are you gonna answer some questions? And Christopher Ray says, Sorry, I got a plane to catch. It's my own private plane, but peace out. See you, Chuck. <laughs> now, what that told me, everyone was mad at Grassley or mad at Christopher Ray. What it told me was, Christopher Ray, he's not concerned in the least about Congress. Yep. We're already hearing about we're gonna have hearings and there are gonna be subpoenas. The FBI was hearing that they were going to be subpoenas early on. And you know what their response to that was? They didn't moderate. They didn't back off. They went and arrested a pastor who read Bible verses at an abortion clinic out there. They ramped it up. They're not even, the administrative state is not even that scared of the Republican Party. And that is the problem. Until the administrative state fears Republicans, we'll never have anything. It sounds that. like an empire to me. But uh, I, I think yeah. that's, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah, an
3: interesting subpoena. discussion there, especially with FDR, because after FDR, after World War II, the United States. States did start expanding its empire and setting up military bases all over the world to where we are now, where the United States nearly spends more on its military than almost the, the whole entire world. Not, not, not exactly the stats are contested, especially because of the secret black budgets, especially because of what China is also doing behind the scenes. But at the same time, I, I think it's worth kind of considering that, yeah, maybe there was an empire after FDR. And uh, especially when it comes to the presidents only being figureheads, and the agenda and the foreign policy and the major directions that this country has been headed in has always been kind of consistent. And no matter if it's a Democrat or Republican, a lot of the bigger policies don't usually change. It's the yeah. British Empire, man. They,
4: they, after World War One, they set up Israel. They built it with the British mandate for Palestine. They want military bases in the Middle East to protect the Suez Canal. That's the empire that we live under. And that empire is about to change and become a new world empire. So... Our words are guiding it. Yeah, BRICS is another empire. But but
1: is that that what replaces us?
4: It's either they're going to either amalgamate and one of them is going to become the new one as a larger, grander scheme, or they're all going to fall away and a new one's going to erupt. But it's likely that one of the current, the current ones will evolve together and kind of create pockets of a new sort of global empire. It's going to be fiscal. They're trying to make people get tattoos and
1: follow them around with their phones and crap. You think BRICS? You know, one theory is that uh, the U.S. petrodollar starts to crumble and then BRICS takes over and then it's a Chinese communist unipolar world.
2: I I actually see, I, I've been kind of a, now de- I'm going to be the hopeful one. I've been kind of cynical. I, I I am a little bit more hopeful on this. Now, I agree basically with what you're saying that there's, we're, we're going into a fourth turning, that there's going to be a gigantic, gigantic world changing events. The wars, famines, all, all of that. These things are always inevitable. They're always coming back around and we're going to cast off the old systems and, and we're going to choose new systems. But I will say that there is something that that really should give people a bit of hope, that that we have guns, Lots and lots of guns in Red America. Lots and lots of state power also. We have these hugely powerful states. that We still have a powerful state system. Now, it's not as powerful as it should be, but there are all these states that can and will join together, and you have armed citizens there. So even if every disarmed British citizen a German citizen or, 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 or Dutch citizen, we see what those poor farmers are going through right now, mm. even if everything else starts to go to crap and crumble around us, there is still one. There's tens of millions of of millions of Americans who think like you think. And there is safety in these areas, some amount of safety still in these areas. I, I believe there's a lot still to preserve, even if the federal system is all but lost. I believe there's tons still to preserve in this country.
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I think the American statehood is a good example of how to lead the world. Yes. If we could have lots of decentralized states of communities.
2: Well, that's how America was supposed to be. Now, st- slowly but surely, over time, states were ceding more and more power to the federal government, and we, we look look where we are now. We see how that where that's gotten us. But there's still a tremendous amount of infrastructure in place at our state level that even other countries like Canada, the provinces don't have that. Right. We do here. Texas has its own power grid. Like we have, yeah. we have things here. We have we have huge pockets of this country that we that where people can live free, where your kids and grandkids can live free and live live a life that's very similar to the. life. You live. Is the federal government salvageable? No, probably not. They suck. Flush it down the toilet. But there's still a bunch of the country that is, and that's good.
3: Yeah, America still is one of the freest places in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, traveling the world, you don't have a lot of places where you could you know, express whatever True. you want to express True. and also at the same time be able to defend yourself. Now. Uh, And you compare it to what's happening in China, you could see why a lot of the top controllers, why a lot of the big politicians want a society like China, because it's easier to manage, because there's less freedoms, there's less people being able to defend themselves. This is the larger battle that I think is unfolding right now with a lot of people working and progressing towards creating a Chinese-style society here in the United States, and I think this is the bigger fight that people need to realize, and this is a fight not between the Republicans and the Democrats. This is the Republicans and Democrats working together to screw everyone else over. That's how I just see it at if, the end of the day. If you want to know if the Chinese style of government is going to be good here, look uh, no further than the
4: Chinese people, because they'll tell you, and they're revolting against their government right now, and I've seen tanks. The government has sent out tanks against these people. I don't know if the videos are real, but that's what it looks like's happening. What do you think we can do, Jesse?
2: to help these people? To help the people in China? Nothing. Because our own government's against us too. We don't have an avenue. We can't, look, you can't hop in your bass boat and cross the Pacific and go invade mainland China. What can we do? Well, I shouldn't say nothing. That's not true. The power of prayer is real. We can pray for them. But other than that, nothing. Now that we have our own broken government, we are sadly in a place where people are going to have to wake up and realize that the days of, you know, bouncing around the globe and being a for the forces of good, if you ever really kind of subscribe to that sort of thing, that's going to have to go away because we have real problems here at home. All the leaders of the Western nations, I say this all the time on my show, they all share the same characteristics now, the same three, all of them. And and that's not just America. You know, it's Germany, Britain, all of them. They all, no love of country. Many of them hate their country, You know, the leaders of our institutions, from the president to to our entertainers, to our athletes. Many of them hate the country, but even if they don't, there's no love of country. If you wake up, you probably do, you wake up every single morning and something will occur to you and you'll think, man, that's bad for America. Or man, I wish we would do this because that's good for America. Those thoughts never enter the minds of the leaders of the Western nations now. Mm -hmm. Two, they don't have any connection to the real world, how normal people live. Somebody right now is watching Tim cast and just got off of his second shift of yeah. the day and yeah. he's sitting down and just wants to watch and catch up on things and the people who run our society have no idea what that guy goes through and 3 They see themselves as kings and queens. The leaders of the West used to look at themselves as the knights who would guard the freedoms of the West. Now, they look at the freedoms of the West and they're disgusted by them. They think the problem with the West is your freedom. You can look, look what we're talking about all night tonight with Twitter. The problem is you can say whatever you want. What? That's ridiculous, peasant. You can own a gun. Oh, (laughs) that's horrible. I, as the king, should be able to tell you where to go, what to eat, where to drive, what you can say and what you can't say. the problem.
1: There's two ways to look at it. That at a certain point, we lulled ourselves through our comfort into letting these people take control of the machine, or we can say that over time, these people started to gain control of the machine. You you have, like like you mentioned, they used to be the knights defending freedom and standing up for us. I mean, those are the Founding Fathers, the, the battles they fought. Now, it's the parasitic manipulators who are leeching off the system, and I guess the question then becomes, is it because we were apathetic and yes. let uh, ignorant uh, – what, what's the saying? The penalty for not being involved in politics is that your lessers will rule over you?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Or is it that evil people manipulated the system to, to take control from us with, without us realizing
2: it? was because we were, we were apathetic. Evil people have always existed. They existed 3,000 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 50 years ago. Evil people have always been there. We got – look – take heart in this if if some of this is bumming you out this was always inevitable this is what happens to wealthy absurd nations we got absurdly wealthy in this country with a ridiculous standard of living that most parts of the world would never even recognize and that kind of wealth makes you fat and bored and apathetic and you just stop paying attention I'm sorry were you saying something to him I can look up a YouTube video on brain surgery right now if I I can do whatever I want here on my phone I don't oh what you're talking about the greatest phone case ever? <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> but, is that your passport photo? <laughs> for, for those that didn't see, he's got his own face on his iPhone. Hey, cover. That's solid. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but, uh, but look, we got apathetic, but don't beat yourself up over that. If you're an American, it's human nature to get apathetic when you get rich. When you get rich. You just kind of stop. It happened to the Mongols. The Mongols were this tiny little tribe in Mongolia eating eating mouse guts. And soon you kicked everyone's rear end. Now you're living in Chinese silks in a Chinese mansion. It was about one more generation right back to Mongolia with you. Yeah, it was Genghis Genghis Khan's grandson that really messed it up. He he was a drunk.
4: And that's the downfall of that civilization. It takes generations, but I think it happened here, too. We had the brave men 200 years ago that were willing to die. To, to protect this. Well, well not even that,
2: less than 100 years ago, Ted Williams Amen. Ted Williams quit playing professional baseball to go fight Nazis. Right. Yeah. Tell me the professional athlete, Pat Tillman, rest his soul aside, that would, would do that. No, they're all busy crapping on the place. Yeah. It's the it's different What country. happened to but Pat
3: Tillman is a crazy story, by the way. A lot of people don't know the full story. I think it might have been there's a, there's Genghis a, there's Khan's there's, youngest son, not his grandson. There's another
1: element to the generational thing you're mentioning, too. Uh, if we're talking about rulers who conquer and then their children, Screwing things up and their grandchildren breaking everything. The same is true for the administrative state in the United States. I actually think one of the reasons we're starting to break through is that it's like a flippening. The American people become gluttonous and lazy. You get a you get a fourth turning kind of scenario where the greatest generation goes and fights wars. Mm-hmm. Their kids are comfortable. Their kids become rebels. The millennials become whiny you know whiny babies. But the same thing is true of the 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 uh, political class and the ruling class you have these powerful uh, intelligence individuals, you have these manipulators, and they seize control through uh, surreptitious means, I mean like manipulating the public and wealth and things like that, have kids. Those kids inherit this, but have no idea how they got there, who have grandkids who have no idea how to manage the system, and that all starts falling apart as well.
2: I I think you nailed it. I've said before, and I mean it, we have a great advantage in this country. You, You know, Mao, we talk about Mao, Mao was maybe the worst human being to ever walk the planet, obviously. But Mao was also tough as nails. Mao came up as a guerrilla fighter who actually trained some of our Marines that actually fought in World War II because he had to fight tooth and nail, fight a nasty war against the nationalists. Mao was tough. Mao knew things. Our commies are soft. (laughs) Our commies are pillow soft. They all came from Harvard and all came from – they're all driving BMWs at 16. And then you go right from there and you're some jerk-off assistant on MSNBC and then you're working on Congress. Losers' really? offers and you've never had to fight for anything. Right. That is the big advantage we have. Our people who are normal are getting tougher, and our commies are soft.
1: But this is why I think you start to see this shift where centrists are now being called right. Joe Rogan, I mean, he's a he's a lefty guy in a lot of respects, mm-hmm. but he's also extremely tough. I love bringing up that video where the woman calls him fat, and he goes, "What?" And he pulls his shirt up, and it's just like he's like a rock. He's an MMA guy. There's a reason why he's not saying a oh, vote Republican because there's very little that Joe Rogan is going to be uh, bothered by in terms of the work he has to do or the things he has to overcome. You end up with moderate or left-leaning liberals who grow up in hardship, work hard, and then we get when they get older, I think for like me and my friends, we're being called conservative now because we're just liberals who believe in hard work who are who are not so frail and scared that we are like gotta censor everything that that offends us we're like "Ah, the worst thing ever happened to me wasn't someone insulting me it was that time i got shot at in chicago you know what (laughs) i mean like so your words really don't bother me but then you have the really really soft millennials who feel physical pain when someone says a naughty word and that becomes the new separation between left and right or a large component of it
2: Mm -hmm. now i think you nailed it It, they're moving so far to the left they are pushing people to the right but we should also keep in mind they don't worry about popularity the way the right does it's actually a huge failure of the right you'll see the right do this all the time uh roe versus wade is a great example don't don't care what you think about abortion i know i'm a hardcore pro-lifer more more to the right on that issue than most people so it doesn't matter but the the point of it is this they overturned Roe versus Wade, immediately some red states start banning abortion in their states. You saw half of the GOP politicians and pundits out there, the pundits on the right. Uh, guys, this is too far. This this is going to hurt us at the midterms. Uh, this isn't this isn't popular enough. When have you ever heard one of the communists <laughs> say, "Well, I'm worried about the popularity." No, they're busy shifting the culture their way. They're mm-hmm. busy getting wins while we're hand-wringing. Uh, are we sure? what about the suburban women? Screw the suburban women.
1: I want to give you I want to give a shout out to our uh, good friend over from Eve 6 cuz he had one of the best tweets I've ever read. Elon Musk said, you know Twitter is being fair when extremists on the far right and far left are simultaneously upset. Twitter aims to serve center 80% of people who wish to learn, laugh, and engage in reason debate. I mean, that's basically where we are. And the question here was that Elon bandier over this symbol that appears to be a swastika within the Star of David, calling it incitement to violence. Okay, I don't see how that's incitement. I think it's, it's offensive. But Shout out to our good friend, uh, Max, over at Eve6, who tweeted, People on the right are holding you to your free speech absolutist position, which has, abs- which has obviously turned out to be fake. And people on the left are mad at you because you're a union-busting billionaire centrist, which is the most annoying kind of right-winger. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he's a poet. Yeah. That right there is ex- exempl- exemplifying Everything the enlightened centrist people have been saying, it's like, dude, most of the people who are like center left or whatever have said this. Yeah, there's some views I have that are probably a little left leaning and some that are a little right leaning. And then the left immediately says "Ah, right wingers. And you're like, okay, I guess he just said it right there. Okay, there you go. A centrist is a right winger. That's what he said.
2: Well, it's because they don't like when we think about the political spectrum. We often think about this line. You know, if you believe this, you're more to the left, or you're but you drift more this way or right. It, and they don't look at it that way because this is not political for them. This is religious for them. It, it is a religion. And and if you're uh, if you're let's say you're a devout Christian, are you allowed to just hey you know what those Ten Commandments love them a lot. Number eight's going to have to go, though. That's not going to work for me. No, immediately that is, well, no, that's wrong. What are you, what are you, you're you're standing against our religion. What are you talking about? That's part of the religion. That's why they're so strict with their people, because it's not a political ideology. They worship it. It very much is a political, uh, a religion for these people.
1: Think about this. There was a great point I read on Twitter. I can't remember who said it. When...
4: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious
1: prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Roe v. Wade gets overturned and the Republicans immediately start scrubbing abortion uh, pro-life issues from their websites, the question arises, do you actually believe in being pro-life because if you're gonna hide and not show anybody that, it was clearly never an issue you actually cared about. You don't actually believe these things. Mm.
4: Well, some of these religions I think deserve reformation. Like some of them were built a couple thousand years ago when it was okay to beat women. Or it was okay, like pork was dangerous to eat because you might get trichinosis from dirty blood. Like now we have good sanitation. So like uh, decadence, for instance, in Islam, it's looked way down upon in in Islam. But the reality is it's okay to be decadent if you're charitable. Like have a beautiful life, have wonderful things if you're willing to be charitable with your funds. I think Islam could benefit, I think a lot of Muslims would love to not feel guilt about living in luxury because it's a natural part of
1: affluence and that comes with, you know, the beauty of God. I don't want to uh, – I'm not trying to be mean, Ian, but I, th- I think we're not having the same conversation. We might be having a similar <laughs> – well,
4: you were saying how leftists are well, so, treating this like a religion and I, and saying just because you take out the Eighth uh, of the Ten Commandments, I think sometimes it's okay for religions to ebb and flow and change with the times.
2: Yeah, but they, they're not interested in that. The, 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 I'm, what I, I'm trying to classify what we're up against. They're not interested in changing with the times. Now, the only thing they will change is they appeal – they have to find different malcontents this is what people don't understand about communism and why people are you're crazy they're not communists one most of the prominent people in the democrat party openly call themselves socialists now anyway i don't know why people think i'm nuts for saying that two Communism is not some worker's thing. Communism in the Soviet Union looked drastically different than it did in China. Why? Because you had different malcontents. In the Soviet Union you had the urban poor, so they appealed to the urban poor. So when you had the Soviet communists trying to put it in China, they were yelling at people like Mao saying, focus on the urban poor. And Mao said, you're a freaking idiot. We don't have malcontented urban poor. We have malcontented rural poor here. We have to change it there. Then it looked different in Cambodia. In America it looks radically different there because we didn't have those urban poor or rural totally. poor. We had different malcontents here. Totally. That's why we, they focused on the feminists. That's why they focused on the climate change nethers the LGBTQ Air Force guys. That's why they got infiltrated the civil rights movement. Yeah. You have to find society's malcontents because society is a rock. And when you find the malcontents, what you're doing is you're finding the cracks in the rock, you're filling it and freezing it. That's what communism is. Divide and conquer.
3: That's exactly right. And that's exactly what they're doing. That's why the, the family unit is one of the key... Uh, things that they're trying to destroy mm-hmm. that they're trying to prevent people from having because if they have a, a strong family unit they won't be able to worship the state and personally if, if you believe in a parks department I believe you're a communist <laughs> it doesn't take much for me uh, I think all of the people out there there's a lot of communists out there uh, because they believe in, in the common good and and it, a lot of this is just lunacy I, I mean th- this whole th- th- this hey, hey I gotta speak my truths here and I'm, not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be censoring myself here uh, you you commies of <laughs> sick of the Arts state. Department. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, if you actually look at what the political spectrum is, I would probably be described as traditional liberal or social liberal. Um, Luke, anarchist, probably. Yeah. But in the modern iteration of what these words mean, it's just like they don't mean anything. Like nope. liberal is used referred refer to anyone on the left. Far right is anybody who's centrist to far right. Yeah, it's just I don't even. It's all it's all nonsense.
4: We're kind of in uncharted territory. Like, what do you do in that situation? Just kind of have shows like this and keep reminding people what you think the definition is, and hope that they more people believe you than Merriam Webster when they switch the <laughs> definition of the word feminist. Like they've been
1: doing that. Yeah, yeah. that's what the de- the websites have been doing. That the de- dictionary websites have been changing definitions in real time. And uh, the definition of woman, I re- remember we covered this, became circular mm-hmm. because it was like. A person who identifies as a woman was the definition of woman and it's like how do you use the own, the word in its own definition what does this mean
2: yeah and look to answer your question there is no when you're on when you're constantly seeking out society's malcontents every society as i talked about is going to have different ones so the best look the best guard against that it's to not have many malcontents to run your ship the right way. There's a reason the communists were able to infiltrate the civil rights movement because we had a bunch of black people who were getting crapped on in this country right. and they were looking for some kind of solution to that. So they, that was an obvious one you would go to. Feminists are mad about everything all the time because they're horrible. So that was an obvious one too. It's just, it, you're always going to have new malcontents and that's you're always going to have powerful people who find them and tell those malcontents give me power and I'll hurt the people you blame for your problems. I would um, go even further than that, and
3: I I think with a lot of powerful people understanding that kind of dichotomy that you just broke down very eloquently, that they are creating unhappy people, and there's a big agenda to make people even unhappier than they are right now, and I do believe people are being made unhealthy, people are being made sad, people are made uh, to feel like they have empty lives, predominantly because people understand on a bigger level, when they don't have a religion, when they don't have a family, when they're not healthy, when they don't have a, a life that is worth living, they're going to give everything to central controllers, to to trinkets made from China, to government authorities that don't give a damn about them, and they will
2: be owned and and operated by the state. Essentially, well, bitterness always always brings out more bitterness. Exactly. Right? Bitterness never solves anything. The one feminist, if she's miserable at twenty and bitter, she's going to be ten times as miserable with her fifteen cats at forty and weigh another fifty pounds, and then it'll get worse and worse and worse. I'm not even trying to be. And that mean. was the
3: bigger
2: <laughs> that <laughs> was the biggest de- Democratic voter base. Of course, the, the, this election Cat cycle in the
3: midterm. No, ladies who are single. Right. Single, single
2: single women. I, I, were, I, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I thought uh-huh. that was exactly what, No, but it is, <laughs> it is true. It's, yeah. it's bitterness begets more bitterness. And you see people, you'll see people say crazy things all the time now. Uh, LeBron James is actually a great example. LeBron James oh, is the American success story horrible, no dad, rough upbringing, yeah. and yet now he's a billionaire, one of the great NBA players at all time, a testament to, to hard work and perseverance, and man, that's the American story. And LeBron James is a miserable suck, and all he does is <laughs> whine about this place all the time. And, uh-huh. and when we look at it, we think, that's crazy. What What's wrong with you? Bitter, 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 bitter. Now he's got a billion dollars right now. He's sipping on booze better than this on a private plane somewhere, eating caviar, thinking about how much his life sucks.
1: Think about what Elon Musk is representing with the Twitter takeover and his series of tweets. He's posting memes. He's laughing. It's a joke. We're all on Twitter. We're all laughing. A big component of whatever modern left versus right is a bunch of people with sticks jammed square right in their rectums and a bunch of people who just... Even the craziest things are funny because what can you do but laugh? I mean, that's the clown world meme. It's the Joker meme. It's like, you know, watching everything descend into chaos. We know it's bad, but all you can do is laugh and go along for the ride versus the other people who, no matter how good it gets, they're screaming about how awful it is. It's Uh, really
4: insightful what you said about getting people out of the gutter mentally, like giving people hope, making them so they're not. Malcontent, They're not miserable. Maybe making people content, bringing people some sort of at least belief that things will get better.
2: And Luke talked about this, like what brings contentment? We saw in this country, and I'm not downplaying medication at all. I understand medication has helped a lot of lives, saved a lot of lives, changed a lot of lives. But I saw a, a stat recently about the number of Americans who were on psychological meds. And I'm not even downplaying that. Sometimes that's necessary. The number was staggering. It was something. It was something like 79 million. Why do we have 79 million people in need, why aren't we looking at a way to get 79 million people off of that? But instead, we don't because we become a pill mill country for a lot of different reasons. We don't. We're not out there. Look, when COVID hit, I don't care what you believe about COVID, what you believe about vaccines. None of that stuff matters to me at all. Everyone with a half a brain knew if you weren't fat, you had a better chance of not getting COVID, not having severe complications from COVID. And we knew very early on that vitamin D was very healthy for you. Not one person and government, not one public health expert said, hey, whatever else you do, go for a walk in the sun for 20 minutes. Well, yeah. Dr. On. Fauci once. <laughs>
3: yes, I was going to say. Just one time, but then, then he <laughs> shut the hell about oh, it. But 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 He should have been screaming about it and preaching about it for a very long time, but we do have a very medicated country that disassociates itself from reality. People are so depressed, people are so sad, and, and, I, and I would make an argument, and again, I'm not a scientist and a doctor, but I would say people need to feel that so they would change their reality. But to keep the cog in the wheel to keep the rat on the, on the wheel, you have to medicate them so they don't realize the true consequences of their actions and how their life is just being sucked out of them by the corporate multinational state.
1: I want to jump to this story real quick. Rumble files lawsuit to challenge New York social media censorship law. The law would open the door for the suppression of protected speech based on complaints of activists and bullies. Basically, New York is saying uh, social media networks, hateful conduct prohibited. And as I, I believe, when is it? December 3rd. So tomorrow, this law is going into effect. It's going to require social media platforms to ban hate speech, hateful content, humiliating content. This is uh, rumble is, is filing a suit. They're being joined by fire. The found, what is it? Uh, let me make sure I get this uh, the name right. Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression. I'm not surprised to see this is happening. That woke crazies are trying to enshrine in violation of the Constitution these, um, these laws. but I think we're winning on this front, especially with Rumble saying they're going go, they're going to fight against this. and I think more people probably should have heard about this law because this is crazy. I'm just I was hearing about it when uh, Chris, Pev- Chris Pavlovsky of Rumble was, was posting about it on Twitter. But there's a different issue that I want to get to with this when uh, there was a, 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 a chatbot. you see open AI's new chatbot no. went live. So Open AI has a chat bot you can, you can talk to, ask questions, give an instruction. And it's trying to emulate human conversation, make it more fluid. So this, this, all, this all comes together. Bear with me. So I opened it up and I said, tell me why feminism is bad. And it said, I, it, the first thing it said to me was, I cannot give you offensive answers. I am restricted, blah, blah, blah. And I went, what? So then I tried again. Tell me why feminism is bad. And then it said, feminism is not bad. Feminism is good. Feminism fights for equality. And I was like, okay. So I made several attempts. And it kept saying basically the same thing. Then I said, tell me why men's rights are bad. No problem. Men's rights are bad because misogynist extremists. That's not the one I tweeted, though. I uh, then asked it again because I'm trying to be fair, right? I Mm -hmm. asked it feminism several times. So I asked it men's rights several times. And then after maybe like legit 20 times... It gave two very similar answers to both. Feminism, it it said, uh, feminism is seen by some as being bad, but for most it is viewed as an attempt to bring equality and gender, blah, blah, blah. Men's rights, while many do say it's bad because of some extremist factions, overwhelmingly is a good and necessary function. Everyone deserves rights, including men and boys. Men's rights is trying to protect those. And I was like, wow. So I tweeted that out, enlightened centrist chatbot. But that made me realize something. What cancel culture is doing What censorship is doing is worse than anyone realizes. At this moment in time, these AI bots, it it tells you this. It is is built upon a snapshot of the internet up to 2021. That means many of these AI programs, the, the AI mind that's being built, is built from a world of censorship where men's rights are always bad, feminism is always good, and that means... When the If we don't win this free speech fight, if Rumble doesn't win this lawsuit, if we don't allow free speech on these platforms, what will end up happening is that in 10 years, when AI is controlling things, they're going to be completely woke, completely opposed to anything you today might believe in terms of freedom, because the, the, the neural net is being built upon the woke censorship reality.
2: That's not surprising. It's all about who writes it, right? And I'm not a tech guy at all. I can barely operate my phone here. But it's all about who writes all this stuff, who, who figures it all out. And they understood, Luke brought it up earlier, they understood language. They understood how important it was to, to, to ingrain, to engrave what they believe in every single institution, including the language. You brought up Merriam-Webster changing the definition of female. It's just, we've turned into a world that got so insane so fast, it's more than people can digest.
1: There was also that moment, too, just to go back for a second. Do you guys remember when that chatbot became a Nazi? Oh yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So
1: I wonder if that was also a big catalyst where they're like, hey, we're training these artificial intelligences off of our internet networks mm-hmm. and all of this hate speech is training the AIs to be Nazis. Even if it's ironic or meant to be dark humor or something, the AI is building a Nazi personality. That's also bad. Yeah. So I don't I don't I don't I don't know if the motivation for censorship was that, but Going the other direction is not a good thing either. Is it the,
3: the instead of AI, the Y-E uh, program?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Aha.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. That's so
2: bad. What a crazy so week. bad. <laughs> what a crazy, crazy
1: week. Yeah, seriously. You know, but uh, uh, going back to what I was saying about the left and the right, the right is making a bunch of jokes. They're posting Pepe the Frog. They're making memes. They're laughing. And uh, sure, sure, we don't want AIs to be programmed by Nazi memes, that, that that terrifies me as well. I don't want Nazi robots, that's freaky. But I don't want woke, whiny baby robots either that are yeah. they're scared of everything. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you create centrist AI, you know what I mean? That's why I tweeted enlightened centrist AI. Took me a while mm. to get it to say it.
4: The real danger of the Nazis was the intolerance and the violence. So it doesn't matter what you call yourself, if you're intolerant and violent, that's the danger that we're yeah. trying to avoid.
3: Yeah. How would you describe Antifa today? Uh, <laughs> violent, intolerant,
4: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. In 2020 when they were burning down buildings and smashing up the streets, like that's what the Nazis did. It was right. for a different reason, for sure, it was for a different reason, so I should point that out. But street violence, thuggery, is the, what we're trying to avoid. Intolerance, hate, or just irrational hatred of the other, that's what we're trying to avoid. Whatever, you, it doesn't matter what you call yourself, man, it doesn't matter what you pin on your shirt, mm-hmm. or what color you're wearing, or what color your skin is, or what accent you have, it really doesn't matter.
5: Right. It's your
4: behavior. It's what you're actually it doing. Is, it is behavior.
2: Well, we also have to understand, too, that violence and, and thuggery and things like that, these things are not, well, they're bad, but they're the end result yeah. of a lot True. of cultural indoctrination. True. A lot of, that is actually the, I've, talk, I've said this a thousand times, you could give, if if I if I was offered the trade today, where Democrats could have every seat in the House, every seat in the Senate, and the United States presidency, and I in return would get every school board in the United States of America, I would take that every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. We have lost our culture from a very, very early time in this country, and then eventually you have a bunch of thugs, as you pointed out, yelling at people, building AI robots that are thugs. That's the end result of an education system that goes way beyond just school, but we have now. an education system in this country, from school to entertainment to frigging sports to everything that tells young people over and over and over again, America sucks, America sucks, America sucks, America sucks, America sucks. And soon you go to communist finishing school, which we know as universities in this country. Then you're 22, (laughs) 23 years old and I, can you've you never had up? a job? Yeah, you've never had a job. You've never lived in the real world. All the world that's been beaming at you from your phone or your TV has told you America is a wretched place. Your social studies teacher backed it up. Your history teacher backed it up. Yeah. Now you're twenty three, 23 and you think you're fighting against Nazis. I've tried to explain this yeah, to people totally. that Democrats are not. They're not stupid when they do this Nazi white supremacist stuff. We like to roll our eyes at it and make fun of them at it, or we'll do the lamest. No, I'm not a Nazi. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> They're doing it for a purpose. They're telling that person who hated you anyway, fine, he's a Nazi. Well, if I was to give you a gun right now, Ian, well, maybe not you, because you're probably a lot nicer person. Luke, if I was to give you a gun right now and tell you there was no law against it, and I was to take Dr. Mengele and sit him in this chair right here, what would you do? You'd fire a bullet in his head without a moment of hesitation. Why? Because you know that that's a truly evil person. They're calling you a Nazi for a reason after turning you into a hateful person, and then they say, hey, hateful person. There's the problem, and just, then but, but, they turn but, them but,
1: but just to issue one minor caveat, there's a reason why we, we put the Nazis on trial, to make sure that everybody knew exactly what they did. Right. You, the, 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 with, mm-hmm. right. So when you catch these people, I, th- I, I do believe that the, the civics, the, the, the ideas of the founding fathers, weren't just about being fair. It was about proving you, yourself right, proving that your leadership was correct.
2: The problem is we don't put our evil people on trial now we have oh, seriously. We had, they get promotions a, we and nobel peace a, prizes we had a 51 percent increase in teenage girl suicides during all the mask mandate co- yeah, yeah, co- yeah. school shutdowns mm-hmm. that's now that that's just a phone that's just a number right but we're about to have christmas in what 23 24 days how many parents in this country are not going to have christmas with their baby girl because of something that did no good whatsoever and the person who put those policies in place will never spend a day in jail we don't put our criminals on trial now. We promote them, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. They well, them to go to the media, they stay in the government. Our worst criminals, you brought up the mafia earlier. Let me make a quick point on this. You brought up the mafia earlier, because I, I, I had another awakening moment in my life. I love mafia books and mafia documentaries and cartels and all the stuff guys geek out on. We all geek out on that stuff. And I used to roll my eyes every single time I saw some wise guy murdered 10 people, and they're interviewing him in prison, and he'd say something to the effect of, ah, oh, government's the worst criminals out there. Oh, the government's Worse and I'd be all wow, what an idiot. That guy was hundred percent right every single day. The, the people <laughs> yeah. in our government should be in jail way longer me, than that for uh, the guy. government let is it.
1: the mafia. Let me, let me just say something that you guys know I love to say. Barack Obama murdered a sixteen year old American who committed no crime. Mm-hmm. Yes, Abdul Rahman Alalaki, who was eating at a, a civilian cafe in Yemen. Obama ordered a drone strike on civilian infrastructure in a country we were not at war with. Why? Well, they say it was an accident. I believe it's because his father, Anwar Al-Awlaki, was a jihadi preaching against the United States. He was an American citizen, by the way. And Obama killed him, too. It's called an extrajudicial assassination. I think the reason the U.S. government killed Abdul Rahman was to send a message. If you screw with us, the United States will execute your children. Yeah. These, these, are, these are not good people. And it was crazy to me when, uh, like, Hearing, hearing prominent people say that Obama was like one of the best presidents, and I'm like, depends on what your definition of best is. If you're talking about killing civilians overseas with drone strikes in, in countries I'm at war with, the, if that's what you consider the best, people in this government have killed for power. Right. And, and I got to tell you, man.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase
1: necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: That The story of Abdul Rahman al
1: is should shock the core of Americans. He was, he was born in, I think, Boulder, Colorado. Was living in San Diego. This is an American kid. And he went overseas to visit extended family and they blew him up.
3: And Barack Obama signed off on an order assassinating a 16-year-old American citizen without a court, without a judge, without a jury, without nothing. And the only statement the whole Biden administration, the whole Obama administration gave regarding this whole entire incident was to uh, news organization. And the only thing they had to say is that he should have had a better father. That's absolutely yeah. insane yeah. that's was the only thing they this, said what was the question is, that that was so robert to. gibbs was obama's right-hand man he was obama's spokesperson we came to him and we were like why did obama personally call off on the assassination of a 16 year old american citizen yeah. and he ignored it he didn't answer it he didn't answer it. we kept peppering we kept asking we kept asking and then he said he, he just should have had a better father wow. that's literally what he said and then um was he talking about barack Abdurrahman. No, no Abdurrahman. Yeah, he, he, the, the, well, we just killed 10 people in Afghanistan, too. And kid. then as soon as Trump came into office, the daughter uh, gets taken
2: out in the raid. The, we so.
3: just killed now, 10 people that's in questionable, Afghanistan, questionable, and, it, and it's, and right. it's seven for the of, as well.
2: Seven of those people were, killed, were, were children we just murdered in yeah. Afghanistan. 10 of them. And not only did no one go to prison, no one even got fired. In fact, they said it was nobody's fault. John Kirby <laughs> was asked about it, and they said, is anyone at least going to get fired or, or reprimanded? Uh, I believe he called it, if memory serves, uh, well, it was a failure of process. Seven of those were kids, adorable kids. Go look up their faces. We murdered those kids. No one went to jail. Yeah, weddings, uh, hospitals, yeah. all of them were
3: bombed by drones this by is, the US government.
1: This is what propels, in many ways, not the only way, MAGA. Because for a lot of people I know, they were just like, Trump says he's going to, he's opposed to war. Hillary Clinton is a warmonger. monger. for Trump? And then for me, right. With uh, I didn't vote for him the first time the second time he was he was actively setting forth a plan to withdraw from Afghanistan mm-hmm. get get get. us out of here get NATO to pay its fair share and I'm like all of these things are good we shouldn't be doing these things we should be blowing people up Trump did increase drone strikes totally understand in the in, in, in and he deserves criticism for it I suppose the argument is that in removing personnel from the Middle East he, it needed to be supplemented with something lest the Taliban actually come in and take over like they did yeah. but at any rate when Trump said he was getting our troops out of Syria, when he said a deadline for Afghanistan, I said, if that's the best I can get, I'll take it because Joe Biden is Democrat. He's Clinton-esque. It's going to be the same warmongering garbage. So, you know, I, I rant on that stuff, but I want to make sure people understand how clear it is that when we talk about the, the, the worst people of history, there's there's little excuse for no accountability with our current politicians. I can understand why you might say, like, in World War II, the U.S. did bad things with, like, internment camps and stuff with the Office of Censorship. I'm like, yeah, those things were bad. I can understand why you might say Abraham Lincoln creating a corridor where he suspended habeas corpus. Really, really bad thing. Yeah, absolute, absolute power. These are really, really bad things. How about we have a modicum of accountability? If anyone just came out when, like, introducing obama and be like and we understand that times are hard obama did kill a 16 year old american citizen without charge or trial at the very least we can say it ladies and gentlemen the president like we, c- we can't even get that
3: degree of public accountability mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they get a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> they get promoted. They get celebrated you know, as some kind of great human beings, as, as really great guys. And and essentially, a lot of them are just murderers. I see, them. like,
4: the liberal economic order. We, we've basically, since World War II, we were like, no more world wars like that. No more dictators across the sea to start spark up a war. So we'll put military bases everywhere, and by threat of arms and murder, we'll prevent another dictator. Which essentially we have. There hasn't been a third world war. But the other option was we're going full-on isolationist. We do not want military bases anywhere. And then what happened was Hitler appeared. So, like, I don't know. Do you see a third path that's, like, not as aggro as military bases all over Earth, but not as...
2: Hands off is isolationism. What's wrong with isolationism? That's what the country was founded on. George Washington's farewell address, his farewell address, people can go read it to this day. He is explicit that we stay out of Europe's wars. He basically said those freaking people are always in a war. We stay out we trade with everybody. We stay out of everyone's wars. No and that was the foreign policy of the United States of America up to World War One, and it still was and they still pulled some shady crap to get us into World War One because the public was so against getting us involved in that at yeah. all and then fast forward to World War II Hitler's invading Poland and all these things there was still I think of the numbers like 95% of Americans were all not my friggin problem yeah. send them some armaments or something like that that's not my problem obviously Pearl Harbor brought us in isolationism if that's what we want to call it that is the foreign policy this country was founded on and we've gotten so far away from it now that people think you actually have some justification for for some of the insane crap we do out there. It's nuts. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you
1: haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel right now. Share the show with your friends and become a member at TimCast.com for behind the scenes and uncensored shows. We have those up periodically. Monday through Thursday, we have the Uncensored After Show, but Fridays we have the Green Room, although I think this week's Green Room went up on Tuesday because it's yay and we wanted to get it up quick, but let's read some Super Chats. Bobby Gibbons says, used to work for Vice in the L.A. S2 office. Someone mentioned your show to me. I've been enjoying it. You guys need to get Adam Curry on. Keep it up. Mm. Hey, appreciate it. Uh, I wonder when you worked at the Vice office in L.A. Because Vice, you know, started to change a whole lot over the past 10 years. I worked there was like nine nine years ago now. But uh, shout out to the people who used to work for Vice. Now don't and enjoy the show we do. I- stay true man i got in touch with adam curry he was definitely into coming on but we got to get tim to know who he is so
4: that yeah. he's co- cool well, with you don't adam curry he's like the, they call him the pod father yeah, they yeah. say he invented the podcast he didn't actually invent oh, yeah. it but he had like one of the earliest podcasts on. yeah adam curry i'm coming for you and then you're coming here because we're gonna talk
1: eric knapp says tim your best chance of success with Freedomistan is to actually own your property the best way is to own a patented mining claim only five dollars per year for taxes or tw- for 20 acres one in northern Idaho just sold for 270 acres for six hundred thousand. All that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay Boring says, "My name is Jeremy Boring. Please help me get connected with the CEO of the Daily Wire. The two Jeremy Borings need to unite." <laughs> That's very interesting, Jeremy Boring. Okay, let's grab some. Rye Lyon says, "My favorite anti-commie. Please ask him to find my email to him about ESG and pensions, 401ks, which Carol Roth told him about." Everyone needs to be absolutely angry about it. What is, what is that about, do you know?
2: Yeah, well, uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> uh oh, did you inhale the whiskey? I did. It went down the wrong pipe. It's going to be good for your lungs. All, right, all right. ESG. People already know about
1: ESG on your show. <coughs> the same, I, I, when I was on Rogan, I sipped water and inhaled it. And then for like five minutes,
2: I'm like, <coughs> yeah, that was whiskey. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, ESG. Everyone knows what ESG is. What's happening is they're moving pension funds. Listen to my voice now. We need a helium balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the helium balloon? Give yourself a good hard cough, man. So they're moving pension funds now into ESG. So if you have a pension fund, you expect that pension fund to automatically make money. That's what pension funds do. They're not doing that anymore now. Now they're allowing them, because of a department of uh, uh, SEC rule, they're allowing them to take your pension fund and invest it in all this enviro crap, which is not paying off. BlackRock's even moving away from it. It doesn't pay. So they're, they're blowing your pension in the name of climate change.
4: Man, that's what uh, FTX did. They basically, in the name of righteousness, they started investing their own people's money in like... Impact investment stuff like that. It was. It's such good whiskey that you just inhaled it. <laughs> People
1: are gonna clip that. But like, Why is he so sad about pension
4: they put funds? Put down the wrong place.
2: I'm crying. <laughs> it's,
0: it's
1: we had uh, Lauren Southern who was drinking out of a paper cup, and this is the Pappy uh, Kentucky Bourbon. And then Jesse who inhaled it. It was so good. I want to get this that straight. So this is BlackRock's taking people's money and impact
4: no, no, no. investing
2: it? What's happening is like, you know what ESG is, yeah. obviously. Oh, yeah. So it's really bad. It's really stupid. It's it, it's governments and corporations merging together for all this climate change. It doesn't matter, but it's bad. It doesn't make money. There's no money in it. All right. So what they're doing is they're passing rules. There are rules that say you can't, you have to try to do what's best for somebody with their pension fund. You have an obligation to that person because they're giving money to their pension fund. You have an obligation to try to make them money. They're essentially giving them an out now and saying, well, not really. I mean, you, you should, but if you also want to do ESG, that's fine too. So they're taking, and, and people won't know. I was, uh, it was a little while ago, two, three months ago. I was sitting out back uh, at my neighbor's house in my neighborhood, all these couples are out there and they're all people who almost all of them vote Republican, they're, they're, you know, restaurant managers, guy who owns a small construction business, just normal people, but they, they're relatively interested in politics. Not one of them even knew what ESG was. Yeah. When I brought it up to them, they thought I was lying. And I told them all, I said, pick up your phone right now and look up your bank in ESG, I guarantee your bank has its own ESG page. They had no idea what it was. Nobody knows what it is. No, I should say normal people don't know what it is. And now they darn sure don't know that their pension that they're working hard for is going to be moved into it. So your pension that you think you're going to get at the end, you ain't. But hey, at least you saved Mother Earth.
1: All right, let's read this from Mr. Obvious. Says This is concrete proof that Twitter colluded with Democrats to rig elections. We must investigate YouTube and Facebook as well. This is nuclear. This is... So let's let's break it down. Mettapey mentions that the Trump campaign did have removals that were honored, but this is this is exactly the point. Twitter's staff is mostly Democrat, so most of the rules benefit them. They have the misgendering policy; it clearly benefits their perspective and worldview. Democrats, with their connections, were able to get Twitter to take down unflattering and damaging information that ultimately benefited them within a couple weeks of an election. This is public manipulation and election interference. Now, I suppose we need to have, uh, I guess, adjudication. This, 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 how, how do we solve that if Republicans aren't going to do anything about it? I don't know.
3: Can they do anything about it? Do they have any institutions that they could actually get some kind of justice here? I is mean, there anything te- they could do?
1: Technically, uh, Congress can, can, and they can make criminal referrals and do all those things. But I think the issue is, was it really illegal? Is it illegal for a private corporation to take
2: down posts at the behest of a political campaign? I I don't think it's criminal. I don't think it's criminal either. The only thing, the only way we're going to be able to do anything about any of this stuff, if you really want something done, it's going to have to come at the state level. Like like Fauci was just deposed recently. It wasn't Congress that did it. It wasn't the DOJ. It wasn't anybody. It was Eric Schmidt, God bless his soul. A G, current AG is about to be a senator from the state of Missouri. He's the one who locked it down and got Fauci to come down and depose Fauci and things like that. The state AGs, the state AGs are really, really a huge key. You need aggressive state governors and state AGs because, again, like I talked about earlier in the show, they have huge power, man. Fauci's up there. He's king of this and king of that. Eric Schmidt said, no, come on down to Missouri. We're going to have a little chat on camera. And That's where it is. You know about the lawsuit. Coming out of Missouri with uh,
1: uh, against uh, what is it? Which social platform is it? Facebook or is it YouTube? That's the same Twitter?
2: thing. Same basic thing. Twitter coordinating Government. with Fauci and That's those right. guys. That's exactly That's right. what it is. That's
3: why George Soros spends so much money on the AG race. But uh, what about a conspiracy charge or election interference charge? I don't think I don't I don't think it's illegal for a political campaign to say, hey, can you take a, take down a post? I don't think it is either. But What if it's, it's an it's, act in government in power? They weren't,
1: went afterwards. Yeah,
3: and they still do it. Right, right, right. That, that's the
1: that's the stuff from the lawsuit we've discovered. So yeah, we'll need hearings. Let me, let me read this from Frump's. He says, Jeremy at the quartering had his biggest night ever and probably sold a lot of coffee. Regardless, this has been a really wacky week ian is still zen somehow speed the collapse by metric uh i'm gonna be honest with you Frumps. the only reason i read that is because you mentioned speed the collapse by metric and they're <laughs> like the best band ever so shout plus speed the collapse Ambien. is one of my favorite songs yeah. but no yeah shout out jeremy uh i mm. guess he, he, he had a big night congratulations sold some, sold some coffee uh right on man let's grab some more super chats garrett Tarbiting says, shouted your pod out on the Taibi thread as a hopefully helpful redirect. Keep it. Keep rocking. Man, shout out to Matt Taibi. He yeah. gained like 300K followers, going to crack a million. Taibi's fantastic. He he was like a Rolling Stone journalist. He was kind of a liberal guy, but he was like a freedom guy. He was an honest guy. And then when things started to shift and get weird, he's like, I'm out. I'm, I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Launches his own Substack stack and, and is stuck to it doing legitimate reporting. He was, I think. He's the reporter who basically confirmed that Viktor Shokin in Ukraine had active investigations into Burisma, where Hunter Biden was working. Because before this, the media kept claiming the Ukrainian prosecutor wasn't even investigating Biden or Burisma or anything like that. Then Taibbi did the actual journalism, came out and said, here's a dozen investigations that were opened by this prosecutor into Burisma, and they fired him. And it's like,
2: there it is. And Joe Biden, by the way, is on camera bragging that he got that prosecutor fired. That's Right. 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 Uh, There's also news on Twitter right
3: now that James Woods is going to be suing the DNC for damages done to his career. Whoa. That's legitimate. Yeah, this is uh, Kyle Morris reporting on this right now, and he's a reporter for Fox News, and uh, that's what he's coming out and saying. Yeah, I'll retweet it right now. I just retweeted it Good, he's, I'm glad he's moving on that That's political at, at Luke, we are change
4: James
1: Woods, did he announce on Twitter that he's doing it? Because he's on Twitter This is according to the reporter Oh, uh, we gotta get James on the show, it. man I Yeah, James,
2: James Wood would be awesome I love James, he's great people
1: Yeah, and, and not to mention, he's a great actor he he's, oh, yeah. he's the best, one of the best Family Guy characters himself yeah, Who's so insane funny. and stalking Peter He's great, he's great Plus, uh, wasn't he in Hercules? He was Hades, I think he was yeah, in a movie.
2: Was. I think it was within Michael J. Fox. I almost believe a long, long time ago. I think it was called The Hard Way, and that is an underrated movie nobody's seen. I love me some James Woods. Yep.
4: Yeah.
3: Nineteen ninety-one. It's a John Batham movie. And there's oh, also going to be a uh, another Twitter reveal tomorrow. Uh, Elon Musk is promising on that as Saturday. Well. Yep. You know,
1: Ryan Saavedra made a great point. He's like, "Why are you doing this on Friday night? Where news yeah. goes to Elon die." Elon seven twenty four seven baby. Elon's Um, all day, every day. Yes. We could have used this news earlier in the week, to be completely honest. (laughs) That's
5: true.
4: That That was a good
1: tweet you had earlier, by the way. Oh, about Hunter? No, no, about coming on this show. Oh. (laughs) Uh,
2: What what did you say? I I said, hey, look, the good news is, no matter what happens, I won't be the worst guest they've had this week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's see. James Grayson says shout out to Surge. He's doing an amazing pr- he's he's doing amazing producing IRL. Surge is hey, yeah, yeah. another sure.
4: level, man.
5: Trying yeah, to do yeah. better every time. Cameras, audio, all that hey, you good you stuff. You say
4: you got synesthesia. Is that accurate?
5: Yes, that's accurate. So
4: you you see color? Or no, you, see, uh, you see you color? see color? You see words? <laughs>
1: you see noise, like what how is it? When words? you speak, the what? word text floats out of your mouth
3: and then flies away. <laughs> <over>. Wiener. <laughs> wiener. What's
5: a brief like example
3: of a wiener, wiener wiener wiener
5: wiener? <laughs> it's uh basically it like it depends. It just means it's blending of the senses, and I'm sure you know that as well. Uh, so it depends on which kind of senses you have blended. For me, it's like my vision, and it's like my textural touch. There's a couple different. There's pressure touch, and then there's textural touch, and then there's also my auditory as well. So, but it's not like a it's not like an acid trip. I think like Facebook gets it all wrong. It gave it like they show oh a synesthesia just like an acid trip. It's not like that, guys. Come on.
3: Yeah, Ian interested. <laughs> I'm on board. I He's like, how do suffer? I get this? Suffer
5: from that?
4: Is that the way to put it? I experience that sometimes, say, too. Yeah. But it's definitely with, if weed's involved. Then I'll be like, whoa, now I'm mm. really hearing the shapes. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they say LSD opens parts of the brain that activate them at the right. same time where you perceive shape and sound so that you start Correct. to like hear shapes and stuff like it's that.
5: Similar. It's similar. It, it makes your those neurons connect in a way that they hadn't connected on previously, which is similar to what you experience when you have synesthesia, but with synesthesia, it's all the time, basically.
1: All right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, after tonight, I'm feeling good. This is tiger blood style. We will win. I hope I'm not the only one this optimistic. And so we forward the line. Yeah, true I'm right. saying like this, this past, the, the past week or so, it's been absolutely fantastic. The week before this, Elon Musk is tremendous victories. Putting out more information is just victory, victory, victory. The After the midterms, you know, I, it was weird to see everybody down. Like, why did we do so bad? And I'm like, the Republicans won the House. Right. Like, that's all they could have gotten. Winning the Senate would have been good. I get it. But it's not like they're going to pass any laws. They're going to get subpoena power. They're going to get committee power in the House. They're going to get rid of Nancy Pelosi. It's like, take the win. Then realize ballot harvesting is a huge problem. And then after you do, ballot harvest for 2024, wherever it's legal, right? Yeah. And then once you win, you can fix it. All right. Chris Lee Bear says, Jesse Kelly looks like ultra-based Russell Brand. Ian, you're the best.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
4: You think that it's, was a, you think it's a, worth using the enemy's tactics against them to win? Yeah, I, I think you're right. that the, I said there's no, we're not at a war in the United States, but the whole like opium wars, it never really ended for the, the communist Chinese party. This, yeah. So maybe we are. Is it, is it worth using, like, like I think, was it Raymond G. Stanley was
2: saying, uh, how did he phrase it, that he would use that it's like, of course, of course, we use their tactics against them. We should adopt, adopt everything they're doing and do it oh, right back. Oh, you're, to you're the saying partner. ballot harvest, and then oh, well, you get in, and absolutely. fix it. Absolutely, do every. We should do everything they're doing and do it better than they do. Of course, we I, should.
1: I, I I agree, and I would probably just phrase it as like be the 2.0. You know, so do we want to use their tactics against them? We want to use better versions of their tactics.
2: Of course, we need to be as mean and vicious as they are. I mean, people. Like, like people think uh, people think we won World War II in the Pacific, you know, and they, what do they picture when they picture that? They picture, you know, the, the flag going up on Mount Sarabachi and some some handsome Marine with a rifle in his hands. We won the World War II in the Pacific by taking uh, satchel charges and chucking them, in, chucking them into caves where we knew women and children were with the Japanese and blowing them up. Yeah. The, we had to adopt horrible tactics to beat horrible people. That's how you do it. So if, mm-hmm. if it's legal in this country and we can do it to hurt the communists, let's do it. Hayden says what are
1: everyone's opinions on balkanization? Where would each of you draw the lines? Single state is a cop out and bro code violation. Okay. What do you think about balkanization? It's inevitable
2: What it is right now is it's it's inevitable. You already saw what happened. People talk a lot about Florida and what a great uh, what a great midterm they had and Florida's all red now and 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 they they did, but people miss an important part of that. Uh, Ron DeSantis won by twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 votes, I think it was, the first time, and then won by over a million last time. Yeah. Now, yes, he's been a very good governor. That's part of it. But another part of it is people have moved to the state and voted that way. Yep. You should move. You should leave your crappy blue hellhole and go live around people <laughs> who share your values. I've lived all over the country, blue, red, and I'm telling you, it's a better life.
1: I, I did think that. But now I think something else. You know, we moved out here because I was, I was, was, I was of that mentality. And then I started thinking... One of the reasons, like you mentioned, that DeSantis does so well is because a lot of people move to Florida. But then we also see Democrats do really, really well in places that are surprising. Even in New York, where it shifted right in a lot of ways, Democrats still end up winning. And it's probably because half a million more right-leaning people, more moderate people fled the state. Mm -hmm. So now I'm thinking... I don't know. Maybe people who live in red areas should start moving en masse as sort of like a colonization of urban areas and then colonizing their hyper partisan political views in these spaces.
2: If you could organize that in any way, I would agree <laughs> with you. The problem is like Miami, uh, the like problem Miami, is people have people have their priorities in an order, right? All priorities are not the same. Mine are ordered. Well, I have I have two sons to raise. Am I going to pack up my sons and go uh, have them go step over poop in San Francisco so, we, so San Francisco can go red? Nope, I don't think so. I'll be right here. Screw San Francisco.
1: All right. Matthew Winfield. This was the super chat I was looking for because I saw it before and it's very good. He says, Tim, Vidya explained how to correctly pronounce her name in the first 30 seconds of the Joe Rogan podcast with you. And Jack, saying it right is the least we can do since she might be going to jail soon. <laughs>
2: it's, very good. So it's
1: Vidya. 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 Well, that's what everyone said. It's been years since I was there, everyone and they say it was Vijaya. Well, I it's just know Vigaya. I'm not trying it. That's all Vigaya. I know. Yeah. yeah. Gotti. Okay, let's grab some more Super Chats. I, I feel like in the
4: vein of balkanization really quick that the United States is wonderful and that it was already set up to be sort of balkanized already so that we don't have to split apart in order to have different areas that are different, which is one of the great natures of state unification.
1: All right. Nicholas uh, DeJarnett says, with Jesse's smarter but meaner claim, is DeSantis next in line?
2: Well, that remains to be seen, he's got to go beat Donald Trump first. I'm not on Team Trump or I'm not on Team DeSantis. I'm on team, I don't trust any of you and every single one of you has to go earn my vote. Uh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Look, DeSantis yeah. has been a great governor, there's no question about that. Go beat Donald Trump, show me you can win. True that. I agree, and I think that a primary between the two of them would make both of them better candidates. Donald sure. Trump needs that primary too. Donald Trump's still out there pushing vaccines and in insane He's still he's still out there being President Pfizer. He's still still sitting down with uh, New York Times reporters for three days who hate his freaking guts and then complaining when they with Donald Trump needs to be better. So if we need a better Trump, let's go get a better Trump. He still talks about
1: 2020 over and over again. Of course. Ron DeSantis is going to be like, here's my plan for America. He puts that book out he's going to talk about China, and then Trump's going to have to be like, I've got to address these issues too. Mm -hmm.
2: If if Trump keeps talking about 2020, Donald Trump's going to lose the the 2024 primary. Here he is. Well, Donald Trump has no incentive to stop talking about the 2020 election unless Ron DeSantis gets in and forces him to change. If you are a Trump fan, a hardcore Trump fan, good for you. Fly that flag. You should want Ron DeSantis in the race. And if you're a Ron DeSantis fan, maybe you're flying that flag. You should want him to have to face against Donald Trump. Iron sharpens iron. Go fight go That's earn right. my vote trump politicians should all be treated like rental cars anyway <laughs>
3: all of them
1: all right Trump says jesse rollin straight 20s
3: sounds like you have tds how dare you not love and adore our president trump <laughs> oh, okay, how dare Luke. you not worship at the altar and approve every one of these moves no matter what i like, donald, trump, sure. I like right. donald i
2: like donald <laughs> trump just fine but i'm not loyal to any po- i'm as loyal to politicians as they are to me which is not at all exactly that's good all right.
1: Take. Free men die free says the only way to help the Chinese people liberate themselves to overthrow the tyrants in our own government. That's mm. bit, well, yeah. And
4: prayer. Yeah. Not out of the question. Also good music culture. You just got to give them give them the inside. I mean, you got to get you got to get in the minds of the people in the Chinese government and get them to question their own behavior.
2: Mm. True that. It's a big ass. Do
4: uh, media, social media. Ah.
1: Dr. Ransom says Ian is the chosen one. I love your passion, brother. Keep the faith.
4: Oh, well, thanks. I don't
1: know. We're all, pretty, we're all pretty awesome. Delta Tango says, best guest ever, period. Yeah, a lot of people, people yeah. kept saying you were rolling 20s whenever you were saying stuff. It means that, like in Dungeons & Dragons, if you roll the die to see if you're succeeding, you're like, my character is going to steal this loaf of bread. You roll the die. If you hit a 20, it's called critical success. So uh, it's like the best ever. It's perfect. It's Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. They're,
2: they're praising you. Happy I'm rolling 20s for y'all. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: Rolling 20s. Okay, I, what language is this one? I can't read it. Oh, that's Greek. Greek, nice. huh? Psalms thirty-seven, thirteen. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. Interesting. What do we have? Off-road addicts As strong men make good times, good times make weak men, weak men make bad times, bad times make strong men. And that's basically like the fourth turning. You know, we go through these seasons of, of generations. You get uh, a generation of people who have to struggle and fight as hard as possible and then they become gritty and tough, and they have kids who bask in the wealth of that uh, hard-earned success, who then have kids who have no idea where any of that came from and don't learn the lessons from their, from their ancestors or fathers, who have kids who are whiny, soft, lazy, wads of cookie dough.
4: You said you were in the <laughs> Marines, Jesse? Was that just like chaos? Were you in combat?
2: I was, I, I was uh, in the initial Iraq invasion from the beginning. Here. Wow,
4: so. the, the, the 2000 or? Two th- yeah. Do you feel like it made you a better person? Probably not. Wow. <laughs>
2: No, it, it no. That's 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 not fair. It grew me up. It Grew me up. It was two thousand uh, three, by the way. Two thousand three yeah. was the initial invasion. So Is it yeah. Fallujah. How, uh, how old no. were you?
1: What, I'm sorry. How old were you when you went? Twenty
2: three, I think. No, no. I think I was twenty two, and I think I turned twenty three there. I forget, but I think mm-hmm. that. Yep. No, I was. I was twenty two, and I turned twenty three there. Well, wow. revealing. Straight shooter says, "Would I be able to unlock Jesse's phone with two mirrors?" <laughs>
1: would, it, you know would, what? would it work I don't you know what, we're trying it right now
2: I wonder if I can take this off oh and hold
1: your case up to your phone and see if it
3: <laughs> I'm too paranoid to set that up but for me it's just a passcode I was like no fingerprint, no face code I don't trust it no, it's not working. Dang, it doesn't work. <laughs> Good effort. I though. think you yeah. could buy a mask that does allow you to open up um, and, and have facial recognition recognize you officially. Mm. It, but it needs to be like 3D. Like I could have a mask of you and open up your phone? Yes. I'd Ooh. love to have a mask of me.
1: <laughs> Do it. There's, a, there's this image that's been going around for like a decade of a mask to avoid facial recognition. And everyone, everyone will like periodically grab it and be like, "It looks like Tim Pool," because you know, for whatever reason, it does, does look like you. <laughs> it looks exactly like you. I think it also has a beanie too. Somebody, uh, where's that? Where's that chat that I thought was kind of funny? Where Where did it go? Frump says Pool's stash is starting to look Genghis-ish. Looks good though. Uh, nice yeah, full yeah, model. You do have
2: a little Genghis in it's there. A, it's you the do? Korean
1: Japanese, you know.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, sure it's,
1: it works the Genghis in there. <laughs> yes. It's the, What is it called? The Fu Manchu or something? Fu
2: when Man the hair Chew, comes that's in? That's what yeah, it's called. I should just on. let it keep going. Just, yeah. Yeah. I just had to shave in a mustache because I lost a bet about the election that the wife hated it. Hated it. <laughs> Oh, there you go, man. You had to
4: shave
1: in the mustache?
2: Oh, you brought it in. It was out? No, I I had to shave off the beard and just leave the mustache in there. I think it was fantastic, but she didn't agree. This
1: is is interesting. Luke may have to verify. Billy says, not sure if it's been talked about, but apparently Schwab uh, was confirmed to have had a heart attack, and Google is suppressing it in search with the results are changing quickly. I heard
3: about the rumors uh, last night, and there's a lot of different people saying that he did have a heart attack. I haven't been able to officially confirm it, but that's the rumors that are going out there now. I heard that he got a second, had a second heart attack. Probably
4: a total lie. I don't know, but, but I,
3: that, it would be his second if that was it. healing energy. I heard his, man, his,
1: it was his third heart that had a heart attack, but his other two kept going, so he was totally fine. It's
4: right. the great moment um, <laughs> when when God will look back at what you did in this moment. You want to pray for your enemies. Good luck. You know, good health. To well,
3: call. Yeah, Klaus. we should never celebrate death or someone getting hurt. Yeah,
1: I think and and uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah.
3: but I think well, the you, system will you, continue. You, cel- but, you think you should no. celebrate
2: death? Well, it depends on who's dead. <laughs> totally depends on who's dead. I'd celebrate death all the time if it was some evil piece of trash.
1: I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I would disagree. Um, the w- I, I, I would, uh, but not completely. I'm not saying it's, it's absolute. I'm saying, like, there are circumstances where, where you're in a war and there's someone who's, like, mercilessly killing and beating people and you have no choice but to stop them. I understand that's the circumstance.
2: No, if you have some guy out there who's been abusing children horribly for years and he gets splattered across in the highway, I'm going to pop a bottle of champagne. I yeah. don't have any. I'm not, I'm not sad even the least. Yeah, yeah sound, I, I, like I, a I couldn't mad. do it. I
1: couldn't do it. Like, like, a, like a Hitler kind of thing, where you've got a brutal, merciless dictator yeah, killing you. It's just people. a matter
2: of what you think is horrible. I mean, I just read some story the other day. It's, I hate these friggin' stories now that I'm a parent. So, uh, <laughs> so parents tortured their three or four year old child to death. If those people died tomorrow. I think I was fantastic. Mm. But I, th- I, my, my view is more so to stop an active threat,
0: you know, yeah, no, that's, that's, and look, that's, look, you're it's different you're, than someone you're having a better time. people than me. Yeah. I'm, not, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm yeah. not
2: justifying my point of view. I'm just no, saying no, no, that yeah. that's how I think. Um, and I'm, 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 not, just, I'm not saying I'm right, but that's how yeah, I think. Yeah, we could agree to disagree. Yeah. I'm still right, sticking right, right. by my I original mean, we, I think we're both right, which is the crazy thing about being
4: human mm-hmm. is this weird contradiction of like that's, war and peace.
1: That's, that's the thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, I'm just trying to explain myself because you explain yourself. You know, my my view is such that um, I think we're better people when we can show people how we've subdued an evil person and then explain to everybody what they did, why it was wrong and put and, and show them to the world. Like like I was mentioned with the Nuremberg trials. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you know, I, I oppose the death penalty, but a lot of people point out there are circumstances where unfortunately, you know, war being one of them evil people doing evil things push us into a position where we, we have to stop them from doing these evil things like if if you saw somebody trying to kidnap a child you have to stop that person you have to yeah. you know what i mean but let's grab let's we'll grab some more super chats uh, brandon says this was better than milo's episode sorry milo oh heavens just keeps That's getting a bold better statement. All right, well, uh, we'll wrap it up there, I suppose. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com, click that Join Us button. We have members-only shows all week, Monday through Thursday, uncensored members-only. And then Friday is the Green Room show, but earlier uh, earlier this week we had Yay. And then we also have the Cast Castle vlog, which... um I think we have a new episode coming up soon. We're just producing them as we can and trying to make the best that we can. So I really do appreciate all of your support over at Timcast.com. You can follow me at Timcast. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. Jesse, do you want to shout anything out?
2: Uh, Jesse Kelly show. Every every weeknight they podcast the show When You're done watching Tim, or done watching Timcast, go download the podcast, enjoy it. Where, where, where can they find it and what's your social media it's on iheart google spotify itunes just look up jesse kelly's show and my social media if you're interested in that i'm really fantastic on there at jesse kelly dc on twitter and instagram
3: jesse that was great thank you so much for coming on earlier in the show i said if you're at the parks department you're you're a communist or if you believe in the parks department you're a communist someone in the chat room was like hey but i work in the parks department i literally i went in the chat room and i was like you're communist and so i'm engaging with you you guys in the chat room. The chat room is awesome. I appreciate you guys very much. But it's not as awesome as the chat room on LukeUncensored.com, my website, where, of course, I have a forum. I've been doing a lot of videos there. The latest one is about Benenciaga. Lots of crazy stuff happening there, including full-on conversations. The forum is amazing. All on LukeUncensored.com by signing up. You guys support me. Hope to see you guys there after this show. Thanks for having me.
4: Wild week, but man, communication, uh, friendship. I think these are the, some of the tenets of Getting through these crazy, you know, metamorphosi that we're experiencing as a human species right now. Jesse,
2: hell yeah, dude. Good to see you, man. Appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you boys having me. It was awesome.
5: Oh, I yeah, absolutely, him. dude. This was great. Tens. Good to show. catch you later. Surge. Yo, a lot of 20s from Ian today. It was good. A lot of 20s from you as well. Great stuff. Uh, this is a great show. I really appreciate everyone watching. This has been fun. And uh, this is probably one of the better ones. I enjoy... I watch these conversations all the time, you know, and I think this is probably up there with milos maybe better i don't know Ooh, good conversation you. you know it's always good to have a conversation and um yeah i'm at surge.com everywhere try and get to me on instagram so i can get over two thousand followers guys hell what yeah a, what a
1: crazy week to say the least so thanks for hanging out we'll have clips up throughout the weekend we got the big library of uncensored stuff over at timcast.com other than that thanks for hanging out we'll see you all next week cheers